Cause since 16, I've been writing 16s on the 16th. Take my check, took a toss in the line. And daydream about a time while I'm sitting outside on my tour bus. While I watch the people wait in line as they funnel inside. And they really come alive when the beat drop. Everybody's hands up high. Oh my God, now I'm back in the ride. Yeah, I'm cruising the fire trying to get to the wife. Cause I got another bill on the way. Cause they keep billing me every day. Yeah, this music's looking further away. Yeah, I get paid. Bi-weekly, I used to have dreams of buying Bentleys, and now I'm on the road doing every single show or a job, trying to pay the bills, trying to stay alive, oh my God, help me out, cause I might just buy a cannon while I, I ain't trying to be famous, just cashed out, cause the repo man be staked out, I see you on the corner, back on it, lean the front seat on him, might wear a peak coat in LA summer, no bummer, change my persona, got swallowed in the wrong, wishing well like Jonah. My homie says, shine your light on the world, shine your light. With the keys in the come up, but I'ma climb to the mountaintop, screaming something like Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. What's up, what's up? It's your boy Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Men Radio Show. Big Drake, what's up with your boy? Oh, nothing much. I always happy to be on with my family. How you doing, Kingpin? Man, we living life and loving it, man. Uh, uh look chilly up here, man. I I, I realize I think we, I, I mentioned this the other day. Um, it is a little bit colder up here around these here mountains. <laughs> mm, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Man, last Saturday when we got through taping, I was sitting mm-hmm. here mixing everything up, getting ready to post a post a show or whatever, and I realized my camera's outside kept going off like something was outside. And so mm-hmm. I popped up the camera, looked out, and bro, it was completely white, completely white. We had yeah, about you, an inch and a half of snow. <laughs> yeah, you sent me pictures of that. It was, it was uh, not a little flurries. It was snow. It stuck. Yeah, yeah, man. So my boys was outside for about an hour, hour and a half, uh, playing in the snow, and uh, yeah, it actually was kind of the best kind. It happened on a Saturday, so it didn't, mm-hmm. didn't mess with school. And uh, by four o'clock in the afternoon, it was gone. <laughs> really, <laughs> brother? It, it uh, Chattanooga is bipolar. Chattanooga mm. weather is bipolar. Uh, because, because, like I said, that was that Saturday, like that Tuesday, it was sixty degrees. It's the craziest mm. stuff I've ever seen, bro. I ain't never seen nothing like wow. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. And then it's after that, it started raining. Global warming is real. Hey, man, it's it's crazy, man. It, it, it's it's serious <laughs> up here. Uh, it started raining after that, and so like some of the areas uh, coming into our neighborhood are flooded and have been flooded uh, for about two and a half weeks now. Wow. Yeah, man. These folks got two, three, I mean, you got a foot, foot and a half of water uh, in their yards. And so wow. um, even the entrance of our neighborhood is is blocked because of water. Mm. So My it's, goodness. <laughs> I tell you, it's bipolar weather up here, man. Like I say, I, I, ain't, I ain't never lived in another place like this uh, uh, up here. Um, so you got a chance to get some, some kickback and hangout, uh, chill time uh, after y'all killed it at National Signing Day, huh? I did, man. That's the one thing that I do love about JUCO and, and working for my particular coach, because my particular coach is big on giving off time and family time because he's been in all the big places. He's been at LSU and Ole Miss and working 12 and 18 hour days. And he like, you don't have to do that to win. And I'm I'm very blessed and fortunate that I was, you know, put in this position and, and with this team and and with him because he has showed me that you don't have to be on the field three and four hours 
to be productive and efficient. So the main thing that, that he forces you to do is to be efficient and effective. So you ain't out there wasting time. So it, it, it translates to on the field practice and off the field practice. We crush signing day. We got the guys we wanted, and we really, I feel that we hit some home runs. I'm very, very excited. So he's like, man, y'all take off next week. Y'all go to the crib. <laughs> we have another guy on our uh, staff. He is from Oklahoma, I want to say. So he uh-huh. went to Oklahoma. I went to Auburn and, and loved every moment of it. <laughs> and, you know, my brother called me. He called me to talk a little ball and sign a day. He's like, where you at? I said, man, I'm in my chair. <laughs> he said, you at home again? I said, yeah, man, I am. <laughs> you know, uh, when, when you get them big checks, a lot of your time come with it, too. That's you right. really ain't doing yeah, that. So. He talking ball because he's still in the office. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at the crib, man. I got to go pick up these kids at 430 from daycare. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna put you on. Uh, I'm gonna put you on the Bluetooth because uh, I gotta go pick the boys up. So uh, this is yeah, right. man. Yeah, man. So how, how did they, how did they uh, wind up signing day? They did okay, man. It's it's just gonna be tough to really get kids, top notch kids, to come to to Kansas, and that's just the reality of it. That's not knocking anybody or knocking the program. He had a kid that he was on. He had been recruiting for two years, and that, that's the difference between Division One and, and, and where I am. You know, we can start a little later. Now, I will say my head coach does a fabulous job in, in scheduling our recruiting, and we essentially start earlier than the other JUCOs. That's why we do so well. But compared to D1 ball, we start significantly late. Because they start, so, they start uh, 10th grade or something, 9th like yeah, 10th grade. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been on this kid for a year, almost two years. And the kid was committed. Then the bigger school came along that wins. And he told my brother, he said, man, I love you. I want you to be my coach. But, you know, and, and these are serious decisions you're talking about, especially up until this portal thing come up in the portal. You, you got to look at if you have all these kids throwing their name in the portal, it's only a handful of kids that's really going to bigger places and the situation is working out for them. Right. So it's not this big percentage of kids. All these kids go into portal, they go somewhere else, and then they become megastars. It doesn't work that way. And we talk to kids all the time about go somewhere for one that's family. Go somewhere that you know the person is going to treat you and help you mentally, spiritually, and physically. And Because if you go into the portal... You, you can go to this big program, but that person that's your coach now is not the right man to lead you to the next level. Right. I'm not even talking about football. Right. Because, you know, it, I mean, it's <laughs> <Just> essentially. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, of course, some coaches know more than other coaches when it comes to X's and O's, but football is really about bigger than just X's and O's. So we try to help kids and, and teach them and mold them to, to compete. It, it's like the competitive edge, and we talked about the last show about Kobe, his competitive edge, it's like that's almost lost. So if I'm here, I'm expected to start. And and, and for whatever reason, I have this incense, this sense of entitlement to start. Right. And so I mean, I'm Juco come, ball. Y'all better start me. Uh, yeah, hey, so I got other cats that's just as good as you. <laughs> exactly. When another kid comes and, and is better, you know, you would think cream rises to the top and iron sharpens iron. Well, you know, them Division One schools, them kids getting their feelings and they want to get into the, the, the portal and transfer because they don't want to compete. So, and you, said, you, spe- you see it especially a lot at the quarterback position. 
Correct. Yeah, I Correct. ain't sitting behind yes. nobody. Well, how you? Yes. Why you yes. automatically rele- relegate yourself to sitting behind him? Like, <laughs> beat him Correct. out. <laughs> yes. And and so this one kid, he ended up going to the other schools simply because they won. They had a winning record, and they consistently win. Yeah. So when like you know, so and, and and my brother had no rebuttal or comeback for that, other than. You know, I'm gonna help you beyond football into manhood. Right. But, you know, these these kids. I mean, I, I ain't gonna say all of them care about one thing, but it is a major factor is winning. I mean, people want to win. That's right. Nobody want to be on losing team, man. To winners. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> but but yeah I, I, yeah I don't want to be on the losing team. I don't I don't care. I, I say because you know sometimes the conversation about legacy and all this other stuff kind of comes into play. And about, hey, don't you want to help me build something instead of just dropping on the bandwagon of somebody else? And to, the, yes. to, to an extent, yes, I do. Um, mm-hmm. But but re- reality, are we really going to build something this, in four years? Are we really, you Great. know, do I feel like you're really going to be there? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just be another the, log in the, in, the, in the losing chain. <laughs> and, and that's the million-dollar question. You know, d- depending on what school it is, is there – a true chance of turning a program around and winning, not being okay, not well. The school is used to winning two games a year, not when winning four games a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? We break like, five hundred. We got to the playoff. I mean, we got to yeah. a bowl game. Yeah, it only took six really wins to get that <laughs> sustainable winning. You know, and, and there are a lot of coaches that that do well at, at that, and they they do turn programs around. And you know, but we're talking to seventeen and eighteen year olds. True, you know, and and, and you, you have to sell them something beyond winning. If if your program is not winning, so we and, and we're and I'm I'm speaking because I'm very you know fortunate to be at a program that wins. So winning is a part of it. We talk about winning, but everybody knows we're winning. So we tap into the other things that a lot of schools don't talk about. So that's why we get kids. But I can't imagine if we only won two games last year and we're still talking about the stuff beyond the field if an 18-year-old is still with another listen. That's just being honest, you know? Like, Coach, yeah, I understand you're going to make me a better man. Every Thursday, y'all getting thumped. <laughs> right. I mean, is that is that the part of being a better man? Being, being able to have them getting beat every well, week? I don't want. I don't want to learn gotta, how to be that coach. <laughs> get knocked down and you got to get back up. <laughs> coach, y'all never get up. You getting kicked? <laughs> coach, <laughs> coach, he hit you with a chair. How do you? How you well, gonna coach you, me out of that? <laughs> well, won't you come over here and help me get up? Let's help each other get up. Yeah, I can. I can twist it and twist this thing any way you want it now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> coach, I'm. I'm I hear you. I love you, coach. I love you. But man, I just. I just kind of like to win a fight every now and then. I'm sorry. Coach, sometimes you gotta love people from a distance. So I'm gonna go over this school over here. <laughs> we'll, we'll text each well, other though. <laughs> I wish you best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, look. So I was thinking, it's funny that we talked about that. Cause, so two things come to mind. Um, and I, one of them is one of the things I put out for us to talk about tonight, this week. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the other thing I was thinking about today, so at, at this church we, we're t- visiting right now, 
Mm-hmm. Today they had a HBCU fair, so they had people set up, uh, you know, in Black oh, wow. History Month cool. to kind of talk through, because, uh, you know, you got alumni from all these schools in there, and some of them college I ain't never heard of. Uh, yeah. And so so they got them, you know, for the people to go around and talk to them, you know, just kind of talk and talk about their school. Uh, and then they was going to have the president from, the former president of Morehouse was going to come in and speak mm, as well. Okay. So so pretty cool, cool, cool thing. And, and, you know, I was thinking, because you've heard people say this before, you know, what if our star athletes started going back to HBCUs like back in the day? And, you know, first thing that come to mind is, well, it was back in the day when we couldn't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So so we, we did that. But but I did start thinking about it. I'm like, so now that we do have freedom to go anywhere, mm-hmm. what would happen if we were able to start getting and, – and remember, this came up when Ed Oliver decide, chose Houston. Because at the mm-hmm, time, yeah. Houston was he had he was like the number three or four prospect in the country, so he had offers yeah. from everybody, and he picked yeah. Houston of all places, mm-hmm. Houston. But in the draft, has shown us that you can you can, you can get to the league from any school in America, no matter. Yes. So yes. so if yes. you talented, you are gonna get seen. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you at. But do what? What's your thoughts on that? Because I do. You know, when I go, I kind of I don't know. I'm torn. Because I'm like, man, how 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 important could we be if we put it put our as as uh, Jeff knows money say if we put our own on, if we funneled our athletes to our schools, the schools that's built for us, as that was yeah. that had no requirement that that brought us when we didn't have the money, all these things. What what do you think that's even a reality? That. What's the, your thoughts the, on that, man? The, 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 the hold black on. man in and, me. Hold on. And, and you're a product. All of your family, I think, with HBCUs, right? Yes. Okay, yes, that's what I was yes. saying. I want to make sure I throw that in there. I'm the one that didn't go to the HBCU, <laughs> and I'm the one that, that became a cop. So. <laughs> you are the yeah. black sheep. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm different. You know, Quay's a little different anyway. A little different than everybody. He think he's something with that white school up there. <laughs> hey, did, did I tell you the thing about Auntie Lavinia? No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to share this with my family. So my wife and I have been married 10 plus years. Yep. And we dated six years before we got married. That's right. So Erica has been around for a long, long time. My great aunt, which is my grandmother's sister, she is 97, 98 years old. Yeah. But you you wouldn't know it. You've met yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you 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 would not know she was that old. Her and my mom um, even one. They 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 have weathered the test of time. <laughs> that mean they get up, they dry themselves to the I mean they, they do everything right. by themselves. That's right. And, and you wouldn't know they were that old. But anyway, this was after my mom had passed. Uh-huh. So that's how long it had been. So <laughs> we are um I think you had to you had to been there. Matter of fact. Because I think we found out when we were at the IHOP. You remember the next day after the funeral, we all went to IHOP? Yeah. Me, you, and... Um... No, okay. No, you weren't there. You weren't there. Um, it, it, it I'm thinking me. of another time. Okay. I mean, you were there, but I'm thinking of another time. So anyway, um, you came up. Well, and, and this is Mama talking to me. Um, uh-huh. I, 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 I eventually talked to Auntie Lavinia about it, but... <laughs> And she was like, well, you know, Hopprin and his wife, they're like, they're doing pretty good. And I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said, but I think she said something like, well, you know, Auntie Lavinia was asking, so I'm going to tell her that you said that they're doing fine. And she was like, 
can't. Oh, I'm oh, it's, it's, it's rubbing me the wrong way that I, you know, I want to get it right. But <laughs> the gist of it is, actually, then you asked my mom something about you and your wife. Uh huh. And then the next response was, well, at least he married a black woman. <laughs> I know this is where that was going. <laughs> and, and my mom was like, what you talking about? She's like, now I love Quasi's wife and she's a sweetheart. I love her to death. But at least Prentice married a black woman. And my mom was like, you know Erica Black, right? That girl ain't black. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> Like both of, and if listeners that don't know me oh and my wife, my like, God. I mean, you know, my wife is the color of um, I don't know, uh, cream milk. She she she's not milky white. No, she's like a almond but, milk. She's a little light, lighter than butter butterscotch. She lighter than butterscotch. I said she, she lighter than milk. butterscotch. Yeah, yeah. She's like almond milk. Yeah, so she's she extremely light, and a lot of people think she's biracial. <laughs> like white child. Both of her parents are black. She both like, of her parents are black. She yeah. like white child. And, and again, and even me, I mess with her all the time. I tell her her parents lied to her. I'm like, they are lying. Yeah. Because they both <laughs> yeah. married white people. They lying. They gonna stop this yeah. lie. Whatever. Somebody had a white person in there, and that's your daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So for the longest, my great aunt thought my wife was white. <laughs> But but the way she treated her, I would have never yeah. known. Least I mean, Prince America would have never known. So <laughs> the next time I saw Auntie Lavinia, I'm like, Auntie, you you know Erica Black, right? She said, yeah, that's, that's what my mom said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. At least at least he wear that. Maybe she married a black girl. Uh uh, unlike who? Yeah. <laughs> unlike who? <laughs> yeah, so. To answer your question, you know, oh of course, as a, as a black man, I would love to see that happen, but a paradigm shift is going to have to change, and the main thing that's going to have to change is the amenities. Yeah. White colleges and white football programs, even though currently there are more black players on the teams, because of the finance, and it goes back to what we talked about, about how um, after slavery, Laws were made for incarceration and yep. laws were also made for us not to be able to purchase land and to open yep. up businesses and to do things. Now, I mean, I, I, and I know the listeners like, well, things have changed and we got more black owned businesses. Yes and no. I mean, things are still. <laughs> we're uh, still way behind. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we are still fighting an uphill battle in laws, whether it's criminally or in the business realm, banking laws are still set up. Yeah. Loans, all for that us stuff. Not to succeed. That's right. Yes, System, I can't just walk in and get a business loan. My yes, my, my yes. uncle said this. He is struggling to get a construction loan to build a new house. His, his him and his wife a new house, but mm-hmm. he's gotten at least four car loans over sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, he can't yeah. go get a construction loan for seventy five thousand, but he's mm-hmm. had over three cars over sixty thousand dollar car loans. Yeah, and I told him yeah. I said the reason why they'll give you money on something that's a debt, they'll never yes. give you money on something that's an asset. I said yes. you got to yes. understand they're not going to let you just walk in and get them assets. So I said it, it, yes. so it, yes. it's still set up, 
Well, I was thinking about that. I mean, because, you know, like I said, if you had, so all the cats y'all signed, take, if you say if you just took, so in Alabama, we got Tuskegee, we have Alabama State, we have Alabama A&M. You got uh, Talladega College, you got um, uh, Selma University, you got, uh, what's that one down there in Tuscaloosa? Is it, what about Miles? Not Miles. Miles, but, uh, Miles is in Birmingham. Yeah, Miles. Um, okay, yeah, Miles. What's the other one? What's the one? What's the one right across the street from Miles? I can't think. Of... Is, is, is it? Is it? Wasn't one uh, all girls, and then the other one was all boys, and now they're kind of co co co-ed. co-ed now. Co-ed, co-ed, co-ed. <laughs> yeah, there's Miles and um. Yeah, oh, Stillman. Man. Is it Stillman? Stillman. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so that's you got Stillman, you got uh, you got man, that's that's eleven in Alabama. That's like fourteen in Alabama. Not. So Alabama yeah, State A and M, Oakwood College, Oakwood is the uh, Seven Day Adventist. Uh, Stillman, you never heard of Oakwood, Oakwood in Huntsville? No. Okay, no. Eric knows Oakwood. Uh, so if you're mm-hmm. from the area, you know of Oakwood. I just never really mm-hmm. knew it was HBCU for real, for real. Mm, okay. <laughs> Growing up, uh, mm-hmm. and, and almost all. A large portion of Black Seven Day Adventists go to Oakwood. Like okay. everybody I've known that went to Oakwood, I'm like, "Oh, you Seven Day Adventists? Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, okay, that's why okay. you went." Uh, Tuskegee College, Talladega College, Concordia College, uh, Gadsden. That's the HBCU. I've Con- heard of Concordia. Concordia. I've heard of Concordia. Concordia's HBCU. Gadsden State, Shelton State. I didn't know those two are, uh, HBCUs, but they're listed yeah. as HBCUs. Now this wow. may, this from Google, so they may I, I don't know. We we'll see. Maybe they HBCUs because more they got a lot of black people. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Miles Selma, Trenum State. Now I did know Trenum and Montgomery was HBCU. Jeff Drake, uh, Lawson State. See, I'm not sure about those. Um, see, I thought there was another. one. Which one of these is Tuscaloosa though? Still no, Stillman's in Birmingham, right? Maybe Stillman is in Tuscaloosa. Miles, I don't know. It's, it, it's more than what I, I would have thought than what I would have figured. Yeah, Stillman is Tuscaloosa. Stillman is the one. So, so I was mm-hmm. like, like I said, if you just took all the black people that committed to Alabama, Auburn, and uh, let's say, let's say UAB, mm-hmm. all the black people that committed to those three, what if you separate them equally amongst Alabama State, Alabama A&M, and Tuskegee? Let's just take mm-hmm. them three. Mm-hmm. Brother, do you know, I mean, <laughs> and here's the here's the catch 22 you're in, is you said facilities and stuff, but to do that, you got to have money. And yeah. to get money, you got to have top quality programs in football. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's kind of the catch 22. If, if everybody went there, then people would be forced to put us on TV or players, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you get the revenue in to be able to build it up. Mm-hmm. But... I, I, <laughs> I, and this is just as real because we're on the main man radio show. It's eyes. We got to talk about it. <laughs> I, I don't think they would let us. I, I, and this is... This, they this find is a way to get them I'm, disqualified, wouldn't they? Well, I, I think <laughs> they would come up with some more, like the NCAA... And even the, the the government itself, the federal government, would implement some rules and some regulations that that would hinder us from building our own brand and building our, you know, like like they got the SWAC in the SEC, but building our own conference. And because if if that were to happen, that would be the mega conference. 
You it know would. what I mean? Whatever, whatever conference that holds all these HBCUs that's getting all the top athletes, that would be the, the mega conference. And I think because so much money is involved and we don't have seats at those tables, we have seats at our own tables, they would implement stuff to hinder us from being successful. And, and so let me, oh man, let, let my mind wonder a little bit. What if all the HBCUs decided that we are going to leave the NCAA and we're going to form our own league. And in our mm-hmm. league, we're going to be allowed to be able to pay, allow players to compensate off of their likeness and provide them pay based on the revenue generated. Mm-hmm. And how will we do that? Because they hold all the TV contracts, and that's where the bulk of the money comes from. Because they got all the talent. But now how many people are going to pay to go see Billy Joe Hope and, and and Bobby Cash shoot threes all day long and ain't nobody dunking. Because I'm, I'm not just going to take the football players. I want the I want them four and five star uh, basketball players as well. Yeah. If we yeah. got all of our black athletes <laughs> and be like, hey, we're going to be able to break you off over here. So yeah. you come on over here and then I guarantee you ESPN and ABC, they be they they gonna come knocking, but to your point, then they say, "Hey, you can't get into the draft because of this." Uh, I mean, they yeah, they, they will they probably create yeah. some some stuff to. But I mean, I again, I I don't know, I, was, I don't know why my mind went to wondering about that today. I guess, like I say, going through the HBCU stuff, and and knowing some of the greats back in the history, like I say, who couldn't play anywhere else, and yeah. I can only imagine what black college football was like back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, With two tall bad. Jones and and and, and 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 uh Doug Williams, them boys, how they was nutting up because that's where you had to go if you wanted to see top talent. Yes. Yes, it was the best. It was the best. So I, I don't know, man. I, I it it's sometimes like during Black History Month and we've talked a little bit, man, you even offline. Um I I appreciate all of our um all of our contributions to society, but I do kind of get tired of the same old Black History Month every year, and just talking mm-hmm. about what Dr. King did, just talking about Rosa Parks sitting on the bus, those other yeah. things. I really, I'm really ready to, for us to continue to really push the conversation to the next mm-hmm. level and really talk about, you know, have conversation about uh, how how we as African Americans have to have the talk with our kids. And that's not to talk yeah. about the birds and the bees. Let's talk about uh, how do I make sure you, if you get pulled over by the cops, you make sure you make it home alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And or yeah. how, um, you know, when we're talking about uh, the money and the stipends in college football and talking about being able to pay players, if we really, really being honest about it, 98 percent of those people we talking about is black and brown kids. Because a yeah. lot of those white kids is on scholarship. Their parents can afford to send them to college. They would have went to college anyhow. But yeah. but ninety to ninety five percent of these black and brown kids, this is their only way out. So that meal, that free meal you give them is their only meal. That pair of shoes and all that little uh that gear you give them, that may be only thing they really had to be able to outfit. You know what I'm saying? And they mama yeah. and they little sister and they little brother still at the house hungry. And so it's tough for you to tell me to just go out there and be a good old soldier and play ball when I got folks that I know are starving at the crib or the lights out at the house. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. I think that's the challenge. Um that that that's the conversation we really need to have. But people don't want to talk uh, about that. We want to talk nah. about, oh, you're getting a free education though. But I can't eat yeah. all I ain't never I you know, and I had a I had a ride to Auburn. I tell people all the time, people talk about free education. I said the government give out free education. Don't don't give me that crap. I had free education. 
I said, but I, yeah. I was never able to feed anybody off that education. I mean, I was never able yeah. to feed anybody on my scholarship because you yeah. can't eat a book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they have kids here on moving day when their folks come drop them off. I mean, it's a small duffel bag and, you know, it got some underwear and some socks. And that's pretty much about it. Everything and, else they're going to wear is your gear. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so. You know, we'll be like, hey, let's make sure such and such get an extra polo shirt because he ain't got nothing else. Right. You know, make sure. So it it, it happens all the time, even at this level. And it's, it's sad. But, but, but you know, what what can, you know, I try to think what can we do as coaches? And, and we do everything we can to help and provide and to, you know, for, you know some, some, sometimes I've gone down to whether it's wrong or right. Hope the NCAA don't come looking. For me. <laughs> they ain't listening to our down, show. They, yeah, we got our fan base to to, uh, to little Caesars and, and get some five dollar hot reddies. Let's just grill. The cab close at six o'clock, and it's eight o'clock, and, and, and we talking about seventeen, eighteen. Years, these guys hungry. Yeah, yeah. And they don't, they don't have five dollars. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, man. if they had five dollars, they go get them a, a pizza, but they don't. Yeah, like I mean, when I told when I sent them sent you the. Uh, them blazers I couldn't wear. I said, man, hey, leave this box out somewhere. I'm sure somebody needs these. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, if yes. you can't wear them, I'm sure somebody yes. there needs them. You know what I'm saying? For for having nice clothes to be able to go and sit down at an interview or, or you know, yes. as they prepare uh, for, for signing day or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But but yes. it is. It's, it's the to, – to your point, man, you, you got these kids that, for them, this is their only way out, man. They don't know nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even we talked about, you know, the, the even the mental health issues, you know, mm-hmm. that people, you know, say, oh, man, that, that kid crazy, better watch out. But like, man, and he's never been able to be provided any kind of support or assistance. Ain't nobody yeah. ever, he ain't never been able to sit down and talk to a therapist to figure out what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. And he's destined sure. to be able to be back in the system that probably created the issue he, he is right now because yes. it's a never ending cycle. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. Yeah, <laughs> this is the type of stuff I, I I want us to continue to have, and and you know we had some of these conversations at work this year, and I was grateful that uh, the over our uh, employer resource group, the, the African American Voices, uh, they set up some of these type of conversations. I said because hey, it may not change anything, but if it helps somebody have just a different perspective, that my reality and your reality may be completely different, completely yes. different. And, and it, you know, I, th- I think this is the one of the big things I struggle with uh, as, it, as it goes to in politics as well is because when you're governing, you're governing off of your reality. Mm-hmm. So President yeah. Trump governs off of his reality, his yeah. small million dollar loan from his daddy reality. And yeah. everything he does is based off of that reality. And when you're that close-minded to where you're not able to hear, see, touch, feel, and, and get a glimpse into someone else's reality, then mm-hmm. you're creating a world that's amazing for you in a very select few, but not yes. for all. Correct. And so... But, 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 you know, that's kind of like the, the Republican thing, from what I understand. And if there are Republicans listening to this show, please, you know, hit us up and, and so we can further along the discussion, but so the Democratic way, and you know, most, not all, because I know there's some white black Republicans, but like that's because of the old saying, uh, uh, a village 
you know, raises a child. Takes a village like to raise a child. Yeah, every everybody got to pitch in. So, you know, everybody's trying to help everybody. You know, if I have, you have. We're going to struggle and we're going to come up and we're going to build this thing together. Well, they, they don't want to share with nobody else. Nope. You know, they, they, they want to get their money. They want to hoard it and continue to grow while other people suffer. And, and they, they believe that, that my issues aren't their issues. Like, so if I'm struggling financially, they don't have anything to do with them. And they don't care. They don't care. To, to, I remember when Obama, you know, said the, the saying to, I guess, Joe the Plumber, I guess the guy was deemed the nickname. Well, let's spread the wealth. Like that's they don't want to spread the wealth. No. They want to get they want to continue to get richer. I got and, mine, and, you get yours. <laughs> and, and that's a I mean, I, and I don't understand people like that. And some things ain't for me to understand, but you know, there is enough for everybody to do very, 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 very well. For everybody to do very well. I agree. <laughs> I was watching but they don't want it. I, I watched Democratic debates and it was I don't know if you got a chance to watch the other night, man. It was pure comedy. It, it was pure comedy. Mm. Uh, you had like three old white dudes uh, uh, arguing, fussing at each other, and uh, you had Elizabeth Warren calling people on the carpet. I mean, it was it was pure comedy. Me and my wife laid up in the bed and laughed our heads off uh, because mm. in Joe Biden, they had Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders beside each other, and every time mm. they talk, I'm like, Bernie sounds like that crotchety old dude who lives on the corner that's always hollering at the kids to get off his lawn. I mean, yeah, everything he hollered yeah. and Joe B, like I said, you don't know if he's asleep or, or awake or, <laughs> or what, you know, can, 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 I, can, I, can, I, can I speak? Yeah, Joe, go. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's what Joe looks like to me. <laughs> and then you got you got Buttigieg on the end and, and Cola, Cola, Cola. I can't never pronounce that woman's name. There's no disrespect. I just can't pronounce the name. The KLO Beecher uh, or whatever uh, lady over there. They over there fussing. She mad because he called. He talking about you couldn't even not uh, remember who the president of Mexico is. How you going to help us? And she get pissed yeah. off about it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, It was coming all around. But but Elizabeth Warren kept going at uh, they kept going at uh, Bloomberg because he the new cat in the race and he a million dollar mm-hmm. millionaire just like Trump and old buddy said uh, the the they was talking something about asking him like the the moderators was asking something about do you not feel like you've earned mo- too much money he was like no I worked hard for this money. <laughs> and and yeah. Bernie Sanders said did you work hard or did the people that's under you work hard for it. <laughs> he was just like I, 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 I worked hard, <laughs> but 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 I do think some of the proposals from Bernie and in uh, Elizabeth Warren, I believe, are too radical to work. So mm-hmm. you know, and I'm always leery about that because I'm like, look, y'all, you got to put out something though that actually has a possibility of working though. So mm-hmm. when you come out, yeah. like I think I don't know if it's Bernie or Elizabeth, one of the two. So they want to cut for those top one percenters. They want to take, I think, twenty percent of their wealth and distribute it down to everybody that work for them, like in a company. I'm like, dog, you know, you you know, they ain't gonna work, right? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, people is not gonna on, do that. Man. I'm like, yeah. so, so how about not have the conversation more of, like, say, how about we continue to push the envelope about raising the minimum wage? How about we talk, yeah. continue to push the envelope about uh, equalizing uh, the pay rates for women and men? How about you keep pushing those type of initiatives because those will eventually get you there 
to the 20% you want to do, but just saying, oh, we're going to come in, I'm going to take 20% of your money, and I'm going to give it to everybody that work for you. Man, you're going to get killed. Anybody finna, every, these folks is going to string you up. This is not going to work. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, but I'm with you, but some of the things, but I appreciate the heart and perspective of where it comes from for those two people. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren and, 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 and Bernie are very passionate, and I appreciate where it's coming from. Cause I really do feel like they're passionate about people. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, now again, I think out of all of the candidates, me and my wife both said the, the one that actually seems to have the most swag to have that, that it factor that has the nice strike between balance between uh, ex- some of that extreme left stuff and probably closer to what actually would work would be Pete, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Mayor Pete. Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I just don't think I don't think the U.S. is ready and would be willing to to uh, elect um, a gay president. Um, but yeah. and I hate to say stuff like that because in my head they weren't ready to elect a black one, and we still got it done. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we yes, we made it happen. Yes. Um, but but I, I don't know. So so I'm I'm still I haven't even again coming into race. I was a I was I was really supportive and hoping. Uh, uh, Biden would 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 be able to 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 make headway, uh, but but it is very clear to me uh, that that this has passed him over. Uh, he missed his shot yeah, four years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Biden's whole argument every time is, uh, 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 President Obama did this, and and I went and and sat beside him. Uh, (laughs) y'all don't remember when we went down there uh yeah we did that he got credit but i was there too that's that's his old arguments but but it's the it's the the compassion for people though and that's kind of what i'm always listening for is Mm -hmm. at the heart what is at the heart of your agenda and like bloomberg he everything they called him the task on. He never apologized. He always apologized that like they called him a task about the stop and frisk. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, you know, I, I, I hate that in some instances that went too far. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, OK, so you don't hate that it got tar- you were targeting black and brown people because mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's the heart of what the problem was and yeah. just about how far it went is. Who was you targeting? Yes. He, he never admitted. He never yeah. apologized. When they brought called him, Elizabeth Warren called him to task about these NDAs and these women. Uh, and he said, you know, we have some MDAs because, you know, I mean, different things happen. You know, maybe you say, you know, you say a joke that somebody didn't like. Like he never acknowledged that yeah. I made a mistake. He's like, they didn't like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And that seems to be kind of, to me, when I hear him talk, I don't hear anything different than what I currently have in office right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the heart of people is, is the crust of all of this, man. And we talk time and time again on this show about, about caring for people and being able to yeah. lead with people first. Cause, cause that's, that's really what people are list. That's what people need. Yes. Is to be yeah. able to have and be led by people first, man. So agreed, my brother. Agreed. <laughs> I, I'm gonna hop on my soapbox, man. So I, I, I mentioned, so I mentioned the thought about the HBCU, and this is the other one I wanted to get your take on. What's your thought? There's been a lot of talk now this uh, last week or two 
about the one transfer rule. So you you getting getting one free pass into the portal. I I, I personally need to 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 read it for myself to to see all the ins and outs about it. Uh-huh. But I I do think that when the NCAA came out with the portal ruling. They didn't think it was going to take off the way it has taken That's off. That's right. <laughs> and it goes back to what I said. Sometimes these kids, they just feel entitled. And th- th- there is no more competition. They're like, oh, I'll just leave. And and sometimes, you know, in certain situations, like, uh, you know, Justin Fields, it was time for him to go. It, it, was, it was time for him to go. But he had been there and had been competing. He stayed two years and competed. Yeah, he had been well, there and been competing. I don't competing. know if he stayed two or one. But he competed. No, it was it was two, maybe even three. I thought. Yeah, it wasn't three because I think he's a he's like a redshirt sophomore. Now. Okay. So I think he stayed two years and competed. Mm-hmm. I know he competed yeah. over two springs at least. So like I said, he, yeah. he was there. You're right. You're right. So But you got people like uh what's the cat? Matrell is that Matrell? It ain't Matrell Webster. That was the NBA player. Um the cat that once Justin Fields transferred up mm-hmm. there, he left he left Ohio State and transferred to Miami. And then mm-hmm. he got to Miami and couldn't win the job and was ready to transfer again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do like that rule. And it, I had, like I said, I have to read it so I can get the full understanding of it. Because to be honest with you, this is my first time hearing about it. Um, you know, we just, we just work in a different round here in right. Juco. Um, but I wouldn't want a situation where a kid is jumping every year. Well, and, and that's why I said that's what they they're, so they're actually discussing now. Because again, they have had the transfer portal, and I think this came about because, like I said, Justin Fields, the kid from from Miami. I don't know how they got out of sitting out a year, but whatever they mm-hmm. were able to rule in their favor, and they didn't have to sit out a year. And so mm-hmm. I think this is finally being discussed to say, all right, you'll get one free transfer without having to sit out a year. Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. go, no matter how long you stay, you decide to transfer, you can transfer one time without having to sit out a full year. But like you, I haven't yeah. read any any more of the details other than that that common gist. And me, I'm kind of for it. So and here here's my here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Because you can do things so we've we've I feel like I ain't gonna put you in this. I'm gonna say I feel like I know of or have heard of some of the background stuff around some of Auburn's transfers in the last three to five years. Mm-hmm. And some of the things, if true, I don't think it's fair that the kids got told and sold a bill of goods. And even as late into four and five weeks into the season, their parents mm-hmm. being told one thing and the coach doing completely different and mm-hmm. the kid being forced to honor that commitment. When yeah. a coach can come up like Mel Tucker at Colorado and just dip, say, oh, Michigan State, I ain't going nowhere. And then two two days later, uh, that check got bigger, so now I'm out. Mm-hmm. So I think coaches can leave with no, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, no repercussions. Uh, it's a business for everyone but the kid right now. Yeah, I guess that's my yeah. challenge. And so that's yeah. why I'd be comfortable with, because you know, like just like you said, Drake, <clears throat> we got 17, 18-year-old kids, 
some of them making these decisions all on their own. Because mm-hmm. some of them ain't got, you know, parental units at home helping them talk through this process. And at 17 and 18, I made a whole lot of mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know you made a mistake till you got there. Yeah. That you realize, man, I, I probably should have signed with Big Drake because I believe I really need family more than I need business. Yeah. But now that I'm here, I realize it's business and this isn't for me. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? One time. I give you one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. Like I said, I just don't want to see it to where every year you try and dip. Yeah, every year that this kid didn't been at four schools. That's right. That's right. In three years. <laughs> right. Yeah, every time we get tough. <laughs> yeah. We bring another four star in. Teaching, yeah, are we teaching this for him to run? That's right. Yeah. I I agree. Um it, but then too <clears throat> It's tough. Well, and again, I guess that's the kind of catch twenty two of competing. Uh, and what what I hope this will happen though, I hope this opens up more for some of the lesser programs though, maybe even some of the HBCUs. But I love. So we're at the day and age to where if you want everybody want to be on the field, well, mm-hmm. if every five star go to Alabama, or if every five star go to Clemson, every one of y'all ain't gonna be on the field. Because there's what 30, what uh, 28, 30, 32 scholarships or so each year they are mm-hmm. able to have. Well, heck, in three years, that's all that's close to close to 100 players. I don't put that many on the field at one time. So, yeah. you know, if you're a may, maybe this may open an opportunity to get some top tier talent, uh, and they don't sit and waste the two years of it before being able to kind of move down maybe to a lower tier. And still get but, chance but to you play. know, so I, I have a, a couple of different feelings about that because just because you're a five star don't mean you're ready to play. True, true. You know, and these <laughs> stars, you know, who, who says somebody's a five star? You know, rivals and these cats that ain't never played football. Seven, <laughs> all, yeah, two four seven and all that. I mean, because we've had kids that left here that were mid-major type of kids. They were Conference USA Sunbelt type of kids. And some of them were HBCU kids. Right. And they get to those places. And, you know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, a spring later or a year later, um, because I still follow them on Twitter, they're talking about I'm going into the portal. Well, you know, the portal really only works for people like Justin Fields, like your top tier. Now, people go into the portal, you can pluck here and there, but it's it's hard for a kid to believe in, I don't know if it's their parents, I don't know if it's the friends from the neighborhood, I don't know what it is, but they have this belief that they're better than what they are. And that's not the case. You have kids that are, and I'm gonna say some schools, and it's, it's no, no slight of insult. Yeah, it's yeah. you know they they, UT Martin. Well, I mean, because I believe every kid. When I say every kid, I mean every kid. There is a level of football for every kid. It may not be the level you think you should be yet, but there's a level <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? Because everybody want to play at Auburn. Right. Everybody can't play at Auburn. And that's why you have Georgia States and Georgia Southerns and UABs 
Well, a kid goes to UAB, and for whatever reason, he thinks he's better than UAB, and he's actually not. So instead of staying there, uh, essentially still, even though we talked about the free education really ain't free and all this other stuff, he still can get an education. He still can possibly play some special teams or play somewhere on that team. They go into the portal, and because they really, they really ain't that good, nobody picks them up, and now they're at home doing nothing. And that happens a lot. And, and I've seen it firsthand with some of the kids that we have. You know, here, because we're in Mississippi, everybody wants to go to old Mississippi State. And you know, Southern Miss is right down the road. Southern Miss is a good school, but right. everybody want to go to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You can get a so degree at Southern up, Miss. <laughs> yeah, well, they, 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 they end up going to Southern Miss, and they still believe that they're the talent of Ole Miss State, and Mississippi yeah. State. So they enter the portal, and, and now they're at home because nobody picked them up because they're not as talented as they think they are. So I, I do believe... And, and, and this is the thing that I don't like about JUCO, and this is the selfishness in me. It's, it's not that this is anything wrong. It's, it's designed to do what it, what it has done. The selfishness in me and really helping the kid mature and go from a young man into manhood and athletically helping their body mature and their technique mature, all I get them for is two years. I don't get them for four years. Right. So some kids, like I have a kid, even in JUCO, we redshirted. He needed to be redshirted. He was redshirted. He probably he will play next year, but he's not going to start. But that third year I'm going to have him, he's probably going to be a pretty dynamic player, and he's going to probably get some decent offers. But right now, he ain't ready. Now, he's a kid that understands he's not ready. But I've had other kids that they don't understand. And, and you know, I, I think I do a very good job of being honest with people, but telling them in a way that's not nasty or belittling to them. But and I'm that, honest. Th- and that's what I was going to say. You, you do the characteristic you have that many don't have in their corner if somebody's willing to be honest with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but e- even, you know, most people, I, I think I, I do – you know, have a gift as far as being able to talk to people and and, and maybe be a little persuasive, or whatever the case may be. But there's still those kids that you can't tell them they ain't good. You can't tell them they're not. Yeah, you, you can be honest as you want, Newton, but I ain't here. I ain't here. You can't tell them they ain't on just a hate Donald. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You mean, no, no matter what you do, and, and, and so they, they leave here. I mean, we've had. We've had two kids leave here this office from last year who they weren't ready. And everybody told them, you're not ready. But they left. And I don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to another school. I think if they would have stayed and competed, they would have gotten ready. But right now, they're not ready. So I think sometimes with the portal, you have these kids that's really believing that they're better than what they are. So they say, well, I'm a transfer for transfer. And they, they, you know, so, you know, wise men always plan for the future. You know, they always looking for the next thing that's going to happen and and trying to prepare themselves, even though they don't know for a fact what's going to happen. But, Everybody got a storm coming. Everybody go through trials and tribulations. So the wise man prepares in advance for it. Well, the fool lives in the now. 
So these kids are foolish, and they go ahead and well, I'm a transfer, and they have nowhere to transfer to. <laughs> like, hey, uh, you know I mean? are you are you transferring down? Because uh, that's the yeah, that's the only direction you're going. <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere to transfer to. So you leaving Jones to go to what? Uh, yeah, lead a hatchet community? Because I mean, that's yeah. you ain't going up. You ain't ready. <laughs> we would have got you, you have there. Kids, then you have kids that are really good JUCO players. Like you got real, like you got kids that are really good high school players. Yeah. And then they get to whatever college they go to and don't play a lick because they were really good high school players. Or you got some kids that are really good JUCO players, but they think they Ole Miss, they think they Auburn, they think they Alabama, when actually they, you know, Mississippi Valley State. Right. Which is fine. I mean, that's fine. It's scholarship. It, 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 yeah, they, it's they, fine. You get a degree there. <laughs> so they get to Mississippi Valley State. And, you know, I don't know what goes on there, but I'm, I'm pretty – see, nowadays, and we're talking about kids and athletes, but I don't think people do a, a good enough job of self-evaluating and really looking themselves in the mirror and being honest with themselves and whatever their flaws are to say, hey, okay, I know I have this flaw. I need to work on that flaw, and how do I work on that flaw? But nobody wants to do that. They want to say, well, Kingpin holding me back. I need my own radio show. Mm-hmm. Well, if it wasn't for Kingpin, I'd be on ESPN right now. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 that's not the case. So I, I, that's where I, I struggle with, with, with what you asked me. If I'm, if okay. I'm, I, I know I you. always jump, but, you, but I know, you know what I mean. You know make, what I mean, that makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, my my because my whole thoughts was, I, I just don't. If if you truly made a bad decision, I would like mm-hmm. for you not to have to be penalized because you made a mistake. And, and I'm cool with that. I agree with that. And because I, I think again, coaches have the ability. Well, I mean, heck, you know, uh, many many occasions we we've seen or heard uh, of Nick taking somebody's scholarship and you know bring you in, and now I'm a gray shirt you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I signed yes, with the intention yes. I'm gonna do this. But now all yes. of a sudden I'm in a different situation, and they have no repercussions yes. for it. Correct. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and so, I'm, I'm with that. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's 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 kind of my that's my that's the piece where I lay on. But I think you're right. I think even in that, the the um, I think the 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 challenge of it still is those that aren't willing to listen to the truth, or you know, yeah. and you ain't you know ain't willing to listen to honest answers, uh, and that's even in the workplace, man. That's in the workplace. Yeah, it's, it's every aspect. Of yeah, life. I know we're talking about sports and, and kids, but it's, it's, it's everything. I've had employees, you know. I'll tell you know. I you know. I got a I got a son who don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know some days what <laughs> what reality he lives in. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I challenge like I'm just trying to be honest. I live in reality. I don't know what fairy tale you live in, but here's what reality says. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't do yeah. this, 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 and this, this will not be the outcome. I don't care how you yeah. cut it. I don't care what you think. I don't care what make-believe fairy dust you sprinkle on it. It don't get here. Yeah, <laughs> You can't get yeah. here from there. You know? And and I've had employees. You know, I had an employee want to, uh, to uh, 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 I, I, I didn't rate them low enough to where they did that it impacted their money, but I rated them as low as I could without cutting taking their money. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 they want they they filed a grievance. They wanted to have they wanted to have all negative comments removed. And I told I told HR I said I'm not. I said, y'all can fire me. I'm good with that. I said I'm not mm-hmm. removing it. I said because to me that's being that's going against everything of who I am. I said that person needs to be honest. They ain't that great. Yeah. <laughs> 
I said, so if you want that removed, I'll take here's the truth I can give you. I'll delete what I put in, but the only thing I'm gonna retype in that block is my true comments were removed. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing yeah. I can give you. I can't give you nothing else. I ain't finna just take it out and leave nothing. Nope. If I take it out, I'm gonna replace it with I have been requested to remove all of the factual statements. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I'm gonna put in there. So so I ain't gonna I give remember, you no I, green light to just go and do whatever you want to. <laughs> I, I remember I gave this one investigator a bad review. And this was an investigator who he was a just a selfish person, but like it, everything had to revolve around him. Yeah. And like we we in investigations, like we get called out at three o'clock in the morning, we gotta get up and go. And so he would show up late to things, he would cut corners, he would do everything. Of course, he get close to review time, he started tightening it up. So he, he didn't tighten up for the last month. He, he's doing pretty well. But the review is a yearly review. Yep. So I got to review the whole year. <laughs> and he got upset with me and mad at me. He's like, man, I've been, you know, you, you talked to me about coming in on time. I've come in on time, blah, 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 blah. For so, four yeah, weeks, brother. For the, for, for the last four <laughs> weeks. But what about the other 50, you know, 48 weeks that, you know, that, that we're having this year, <laughs> that you hadn't done it? You doing a good job this last month still doesn't negate the poor job that you did the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, this is a year. This like, yearly review. But I'm doing better. You True, are doing better. And if you, you keep are, this trend you, going, yes, you won't you be here up. next year. Correct, correct. He, he, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it. Let me help you out. <laughs> I've been on it. My, my kids asked me before. It's like, that uh, what's tough? Right? I said, giving people the truth. The toughest job I got mm. in my role is giving people the truth. I said, oh, they, yeah. they ain't pay me. They don't pay me this money to come in here and lie to you. And lying to you don't help my team. <laughs> and I was hey, working I'm, with one I'm of my other guys, and I told him, I said, hey, the next time he brings a product to you that you have to review three or four times, I said, I want you to reject it off the start. He was like, but Prentice, yeah. then we won't get it. I said, I don't care. I said, I don't care. Yeah. I said, but you having to do all that work is not fair to you. I said, it's yeah. not fair to you. So no, put it back. I'll manage that in performance space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, that, that ain't helping nobody, man. I ain't gonna keep mm -hmm. lying to you. It ain't gonna help your life. It ain't gonna help your life. Uh, my, my oldest, nope. I, I I lied to. Him. I mean, uh, folks lied to him. I don't lie. I don't lie. Yeah, I told him you are gonna have to figure out life, and you have to figure it out real quick. If you don't, uh, uh, you can't stay in my house. <laughs> And, and it's funny, my, my, my wife and I were having a conversation because my uh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I want to use my words correctly. And I don't want to put nobody on blast, but let's just say even with the new DC I have, him and I have had challenges in the past. Right. And... You know me. I'm gonna be honest, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pick. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I don't. You pick your do words correctly. You ain't gonna go yeah, back out. and forth arguing and not gonna do it in front of people. But I'm gonna go to you. We're gonna have a conversation, and, and I'm gonna be honest. To to fast forward, he he he's almost a different man, and we had a we had a, a coach's FCA this Friday, and in front of everybody, he acknowledged me. He said that I helped him or I'm continuously helping him be a better leader. And, and I, I, I was very appreciative of that. But the thing that gets me, especially with shows like 
uh, hip hop Atlanta and loving hip hop, all these all these reality shows, and I try to convey it to my my my, my kids because they think being honest and quote unquote being real is being nasty. Mm-mm. Like you don't have to be nasty and berate somebody and tear them down to be honest with them. Right. You still can choose the right words, choose the right setting have a real genuine conversation and be honest with somebody without just tearing them down and using really derogatory words. That's right. And and, and that's the thing that people don't get. Well, I'm keeping it real. You know, Dave Chappelle did a little skit when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? You're really a jerk. So, How about that? You're yeah. really a jerk. How about that? <laughs> so, you know, you just got to to really... And, and being honest with your kids and with your wife and with coworkers and everybody, you still got to find the right tone because everybody still receives. Like, so player-wise, I got a player, excuse me, I got a couple players that I can just get on. And that's what they like. It's kind of like, and, and this is just a joke. I hope any listeners, <laughs> if you've been a battered woman, don't take this literally. It's kind of like that, that battered woman Oh, that just mean he loved me. Yeah, he yeah, loved me. No. That's, you know what I mean? <laughs> me, get, me getting on to them, they're like, Coach care about me. He, yeah, he yeah. Man, you man. see how he made me cry yesterday? Man, I love yeah. Coach. I love him. <laughs> Some kids like, like that. They, 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 yeah. that's, that's what, they rise to the challenge. Just, they like to yeah. be challenged. Kids, they rise to the challenge. You got to just put your arm around them and love them up. Hey, it's okay. You know, you still got to, you know me. But so you, you still have to pick the right setting to address certain people, depending, you know, if, if it's your child, I mean, any setting is the correct setting because that's your child. That's right. But as far as coworkers and even bosses, I just think people are afraid to be honest. And he told me this yesterday, and I'm, I'm putting all our business out there. He said, Quasi, I love you, man. I love you because you've told me things that people, for one, either just didn't tell me because they didn't want me to know, or they were afraid to let me know. Yeah. But you told me. And, and, and you telling me has made me become better. So I thank you and I love you for that. And he gave me a hug. Okay, man. I, I, we here to help each okay, other. Okay, we hugging. Okay, us. cool. All right, yeah. that's, you went in for the hug. I was going for the dad. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking so, of all I mean, that, man, I wish, I'm going I'm to I'm watch this hard right turn I make a bucker. I wish somebody would pull Greg Robinson in and he don't need to be hugged. He need to be DDT. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being honest, yeah. <laughs> because well, when you ahead, don't, everybody probably go ahead and tell them what happened before. So, so Greg Robinson, former left tackle for Auburn University, uh, I think he was running for was he blocking for Trey Mason or Cat uh, or Curtis, Curtis mm-hmm. Artist Payne? Mason. One or two was it Mason? So, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was the year we went uh, thirteen and zero, right? We lost to Florida State. Well, yes, correct, correct, yeah. correct. So, so played in the national championship. You know, I think did he miss the championship game because of signing with an agent or some agent stuff too? Hey, no, he played. Okay, but but baller, you know, first round draft pick Greg Robinson, super, you know, NFL career hadn't been as as great as projected, but still a starter last year, left tackle for Cleveland Browns. Probably mm-hmm. is why Johnny Manziel got. I mean, not Manziel. Uh, <laughs> what's that dude name? Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. You know, had to go to doing commercials, but but nonetheless, still a starter in the NFL. Got popped last week with 157 pounds of weed on his way back on a dope run from Texas 
to Louisiana. Wait, well, King Payne, I'm, I'm going to take it another direction. Maybe he looked himself in the mirror and was honest with himself and like, this football career don't last too much longer. So I, I need a backup plan. I need a backup plan. I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm gonna go get these keys. I'm gonna go get these yeah. these pounds and and try to flip yeah. these birds because this I can see because it's some some my red my own dispensary. Maybe he's trying to start his own dispensary, man. We don't know. He was in the wrong states. He should have been going north. Should have been going north. They don't do that over this way. Should have been going to Chicago or Denver. They don't do it over this way. So, because so, again, it had came out that Cleveland Browns had made it plainly obvious that he would not be returning to their team. <laughs> I don't know if that was right before the run or right after the run, but it made it completely obvious to it, him. It might have been right before. Like, Lord, right I before, to... I think, but the Ooh, day before he do something. the day before he rented that Explorer <laughs> and tried to drive out and bring back 157 pounds of weed, they said, "Hey, um, I know this is tough, but." Uh, you ain't gonna be back in things. In Kingpin, I'm not condoning. Of course, I'm not condoning, and I'm not trying to give upside on how you should go about your business. But if I'm an NFL player and I've made a little, I made some coins in my pocket. I'm gonna be the last person driving. I'm gonna be the last person. Well, hold on, hold on, Big Drake. He tried to take care of that. He tried to take care of that. I'm gonna be in the vehicle though, Kingpin. I'm gonna be in the vehicle. Like, well, if, if I hire you to drive, I ain't gonna be sitting next to you. I want to tell you how stupid he, how stupid he was. So there were three okay. men in the car. Mm-hmm. One of them, mm-hmm. another former Auburn player who had not made it mm-hmm. to the league, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know where he was at. Uh, but but another former Auburn player and an Uber driver. Now the Uber mm-hmm. driver was not driving; he was riding. And when these three gentlemen were pulled over, and the duffel bags of weed that were just on the back seat. Not in a secret mm-hmm. compartment, not laid down somewhere, not under where the hold on, let me not tell too much, like I know something. All right, but they were just in the duffel bag on the back seat. <laughs> oh, so he it, it wasn't like he didn't have a trap compartment. Oh no, wasn't no trap compartment. Wasn't even what a oh. spare is. <laughs> it was on oh, the back seat. Come on. <laughs> in a duffel bag. Oh, come on. Come on, dog. All they did was unzipped it to pull it out. <laughs> Come on. He didn't have no drawers laying on top of it, bro. It was he, they on, unzipped dog. it and they go to weed. So <laughs> they got the Uber driver in there with them. And when they get pulled over, the Uber driver goes to the police after, of course, the police unzip the bag, pull weed out. Uber driver like, hold up. <laughs> I need to show y'all something. And he proceeds to show the cops text messages where Greg had texted oh. him asking him to be the driver. In that if something were to happen, that he would take the take the credit for the weed. Wow. So they was like, all right, you free to go. <laughs> Big dude, on the ground, hands behind your back. <laughs> I'd have arrested him too, because I was like, so you agreed to this. <laughs> no, no. He they show in the text messages where he said no, that he oh. would not. And so he said he was under pressure that that was the dead plan. He was coming along to be an extra driver because they were trying to get back in one day. Oh, so he showed where he said, yeah, he said he did not know. And he showed in the text message was, see, they asked me, I said, no, they asked me again. I said, heck no. They asked me again. I said, H E double L. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's smart. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he gonna delete these. I'm gonna keep these right here. Yeah, he was smart. Yeah, yeah. 157 pounds of weed in the back of a Subaru. <laughs> Come on, that, 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 that's that's dumb. 
So needless to say, he will not be in. And here's what it, here's what is why this hurts, man. It's because if you gonna do all of that, you gotta play for the Cowboys. The Cowboys is the only offensive line that's able to push weight like that. You're right. <laughs> Remember Nate Newton? <laughs> we the only right. offensive line able to push weight like that. You can't do that for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it's a bad organization. Hey, hey. See, even when you're trying to run dope, it's a bad Even when you're trying to run dope, you get popped. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad organization. Yeah, so I had to bring that up, man, uh, uh, about that. Um uh, so, Big Drake, I got we gotta ask you, man, about uh, a little bit about. Well, hold on, let, let let's back up to can, want, what's up. Well, yeah, can, can we? Because we 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 was, missed the topic last week. Oh yeah, we missed the the, the topic. The well, topic. Well, Kobe was the topic, and and we talked that, about yeah, that. We, yeah, but we missed a very important topic. So two three weeks ago now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, I bet two three weeks ago now. Uh, there was a snippet of an interview. That Gail King had with Lisa no, Leslie. No, 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 which no, no. I'm not talking about that. Uh oh, which one did, which other one did we miss? There was a football game played. Oh, we didn't talk about Super Bowl Law, did we? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm okay. I'm, like yeah. that, that that was the football game. That was the football game. We talked about did Lamar Jackson choke. Or did they? Or the Ravens lost it? But we didn't. We talked about the Derrick Henry desire to be the highest paid, but we didn't talk about the mm-hmm. actual game. Uh, so, what was your take for the game, man? Um, does does this cement uh, Fat Boy Slim as one of the, one of the one of the great coaches? It does, but I will also say that the 49ers gave them the game, and. It shows to me the football part of it shows a track record for Kyle Shanahan. Because if we don't remember, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl. And choke. And, and, and they had, I mean, the, the, the Patriots came back with the biggest deficit ever in, in, in Super Bowl history. And the knock, and you would think people would learn from their mistakes. The knock was at times when he shouldn't have been passing. He, he 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 was passing and not running the ball now because people sometimes get 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 mixed up on well I mean if, if you're not able to run the ball then you need to pass because they're not able to run the ball well the Atlanta game and the Super Bowl well both of them were Super Bowls I'm talking about the Super Bowl with Atlanta and the Super Bowl with the 49ers they ran the ball very 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 well and the formula that he used to allow the Patriots to come back against the Falcons was the same formula he used again to allow the Chiefs to come back against the 49ers. He stopped running the ball. Four yards in a cloud of dust stopped being enough. He stopped <laughs> running the ball. And, and see, with, with football, if you really – I know you're a numbers guy, and Jeff knows money, you guys are numbers guys. Like – you only are guaranteed a handful of possessions a game. That's right. We're talking between eight to ten. Maybe that's right. Seven, eight, 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 and you, when you really look at it, you're like eight to ten percent. That's really not a lot, but it don't seem like that in the middle of a game. So if you run the ball and they were running the ball effectively, they were getting first downs, they were getting yardage. You automatically take possessions away from the the opposition because there's because only there's so time. many possessions in a game. Period. Yeah, and, and and so especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, I, I watched that game, 
and it's like fourth quarter. They still down by seem like thirty, and it's only four <laughs> minutes left. Like, how did they come back and win this game? Let's, let's let's do three quick tight end pops. Oh my god, we didn't get a first down. How do we yeah, not? We got a punt. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they stopped running the ball. So they were throwing the ball incomplete incomplete passes. That means the clock has stopped. See, at least even with running the ball, because my argument is if you're not getting first downs, the clock's you're still, still running. chewing up clock. Yep. Because, if, if, I mean, realistically, what, what, they were down with 17 points maybe. 17, I like think, going to the fourth. Six minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Deep into the fourth. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not enough time. To end up losing that. Make it enough time. <laughs> and you make it enough time by throwing incomplete balls. And, and, and to and, your point, this, and here, here's always been my philosophy, because, again, even Coach Little League Ball, only a couple times have I had quarterbacks that can actually get get that ball out there, um, but typically in little league ball, I, I have to ingrain it. And you know me, I'm an offensive line guy, and so mm-hmm. I ingrain in my offensive line. Four yards in the cloud of dust wins a football game. Yes. Four yards in the cloud yes. of dust. That's all I got to have. Every play you give me four yards, we win, because that yes. gets a touchdown. I ain't got to have 17 yards a pop. I ain't got to have a big run. Four yards in a cloud of dust, clock keep moving, the ball keep going down the field. If yes. I'm up, yes. I'm getting you four yards in a cloud of dust, baby. You got to stop this <laughs> every time. Yes. I ain't, it, it almost took the Titans to the Super Bowl. It really did. It almost took the Titans to the Super Bowl. Yes. And, and so I get, but that's my rebuttal to you, though. Did this really, so this is a mark on Kyle Shanahan. That he got to mm-hmm. figure out what his – he got to figure this thing out to go to the mm-hmm. next echelon. However, I think saying that takes away from the fact that this is what the Chiefs did the entire playoffs. Yeah, they did. They had four – No, never had there ever been four straight teams that had were le- trailing into the fourth quarter that ended up winning four straight football games, including Super Bowl. Yeah. So every single nah. game – now the, the the Titans game, I can say, come that fourth quarter, they couldn't run Derrick Henry. Like the Chiefs were shutting that down. Yeah, they had stopped. So yeah, they did. Okay, so and, and that's my thing with Kyle. Now, if they had shut the run down, I mean, well, I mean, if they shut the run down, you got to go play action pass. But you were still averaging five six yards a carry. <laughs> yeah, you, you just abandoned it. Like he abandoned the run. Now there was one play where the wide receiver had split the double team, and the quarterback, you know, missed the touchdown. Now, of course, if he had caught that ball, that would have secured the game, and people would be singing his praises and so on and so on and so on. But I still go back like that. That pass wouldn't even necessary if you're averaging four yards a pop. Uh, and, and let's be. Let me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me tell you exactly. They averaged six point four yards per carry. Man, During I'm about to game. hang up this phone. I didn't know it was that high. <laughs> On oh, 22 carries, they had 141 yards. They averaged 6.4 yards per carry. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Big, big Drake, let me give you even this. Jimmy Garoppolo only averaged 7.1 yards per pass. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, so I know you just went to the Super speaking. Bowl, but I, I want to fire you. <laughs> Cause that's dumb. To me, that's just dumb. Yeah, man. Yeah, that don't make no sense, bro. That don't make no sense. Six point four yards per carry. And you be like, all right, nah, we good. You know, if if <laughs> if 
if the Chiefs had tightened up and they were loading the box to stop the run and that's what they were doing and you were going three and outs, you know, and they stopping the run and okay, you got to do something else. But you adjusted when there was no need for an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. You you adjusted yourself out of victory. Over overthinking, I guess. I don't even know yeah. overthinking. I, I just, <laughs> I'm like you, like you know, as you like I say, if you as you're watching it unfold, you're like, man, just hand the ball off. Like yeah, what? <laughs> They talk about the missed catches. I'm like, but why was he throwing it? Just hand the ball and, off. You know, we, we have a, a fraternity brother in the line, brother, that's, that's dear to our heart. He is a 49er fan. I feel, I see, man, y'all dirty. I, I at least say, hey, man, I'm sorry for I your loss. And y'all like, no, nah, I don't apologize. Because I can only imagine. Now, you, you, you also have to think, this is a team that the previous game, they only threw the ball a, like seven times? ten times. Yeah. He was like seven for ten. Yeah. yeah I forget what so got us here. The, yeah, you know the formula. And you know the formula that works. They're just like, when we won our state championship, oh, yeah. we told that thing like 33 times. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Big Drake, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 42. Something like that. I think I think he told that pill forty two times for three hundred and like forty nine yards, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. Had State over records. Three hundred yards rushing. Yeah, yep, yep. I think he carried it over forty times. I, yep. <laughs> and I, and, and yep. every time, every touch, I was like, "Good job, get a give him the yeah. rock, feed him, feed him." <laughs> feed him. Feed. Even when he got down there with you, you know, last season, I was talking I'm like, "Why are y'all not just feeding the beast? Like this, this kid can handle oh, it. Bro. Just give him the ball." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. line, y'all block. Which player running? Run right, <laughs> run left. Yeah, That's the hey, only play just, we got. Just, just getting somebody's way. Yeah, block somebody. You no gotta way. block. Them. Just get in the way. It made no sense, so, man. It made no sense, man. And fans, we apologize. We we are weeks past the Super Bowl, but <laughs> we just, I would feel remiss if I didn't say something. Yeah, just about staying it. like it. now. Again, to me, I do give Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, I do. I think it shows some of the negative pieces of Kyle Shanahan and the holes that's still in his his career. I mean, still in his uh, uh, his repertoire and what he has to strengthen and close, figure out for himself. But man, Patrick Mahomes, boy, give me this boy got ice water in his veins, bro. And, and <laughs> he'll never see an Oscar. See, yeah, see, in, in my mind, um, like Andy Reid, to me, Andy Reid didn't have to prove anything. But I know people saying he did, and this solidifies it for him. I still think Kyle Shanahan lost it. But let's say the 49ers had won. The way I look at it, I'm, I'm not looking. Even the, the previous, when, when, when the, he had the Eagles going to the, the AFC Championship four years in a row, and they couldn't quite get to the Super Bowl, and they finally get the one they lost. Like, I didn't sit back and be like, oh, man. And it really messed this one up. And it's a loser yet now. Now, yeah, like he just got beat. You know what I mean? People lose, people get beat. And so, if Shanahan had continued to run the ball and they won, I wouldn't think. See, that's Andy Reid. He he can get there, but he can't win it. I wouldn't have thought that. I'm like, man, he got beat. And Forty Nine was running. There. I mean, nothing they could do. Yeah. So, and I, I know everybody. All oh, this solidifies it. But I will say, if, if you look at Andy Reid, he has always been a winner. And, I, you know, I, I'm just different because I know how hard it is to win. You have a coach that's very successful. <laughs> yeah, and and you, you, I bet you the, the organization of the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals would, would like take, that opportunity take, because just to, just to win. Take Andy Reid in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, just to win. So I, I really hate it when he got fired from the Eagles, but I'm happy that the people who really righteously don't know football can leave Fat Boy alone. He got him one, and I love what he said. He's going to get him a double cheeseburger with extra cheese. <laughs> I did too. He spoke with every fat dude in America, man. Yeah, yeah, what you gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna go get double cheeseburger, extra cheese, and I'm gonna get with my yeah, wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like spoken like a true fat man. I'm little gonna get something to eat, boy. and I should get a little piece tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I got a trophy. <laughs> I ain't no way she's telling me no tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and, but, but what you were saying? Now I do love uh, Patrick Mahomes because. He, he he is a competitor. He never for once faltered or wavered or uh, just, just today in our day. Man. No, he's like, come on, we good. Yeah. Hey, just defense, get us a stop. Get us, get give us me the ball back. See what we're going to do. Give me the ball yeah. back. Man, through pick. That's how right. Give me the ball back again. Give me the ball back again. Let me see it. <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I love his competitive edge. I do too. And again, I and that's, this kind of goes back to our com- conversation before about if everybody decided to go to HBCU. He didn't, but I'm just saying about how talent could come from anywhere. Remember, this is the person that when Andy Reid and this organization drafted him, everybody questioned how that this person that was not high on anybody's draft board was selected yeah. in the first round. They're like, yeah, what they, are they doing? They, yeah, they knew. They knew. Because remember, they, they had Alex Smith. Yep. Alex Smith they yep, had? Alex Smith. And he led him to the playoffs and lost in the first or second and round. And they drafted this kid and kept Alex but Smith yeah, for another year. They did. And, and th- that that first year that he was a rookie, I thought that the Chiefs was – was going to win a Super Bowl or come close to winning it because Andy Reid had that thing rolling. Yeah. But – and Alex Smith was playing very well. But, see, they, they knew and saw something because that very next year they were like, Alex, dog, this ain't working out. Well, I won <laughs> – I won 13 games for you. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, dog. And, and you know what, so, it, what it was reminiscent of to me is mm-hmm. is that Jalen Hurts and, and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, is that I know they Jay, knew Jay, what they had. I know you a baller, hey, but this dude yeah. right here, <laughs> yeah, he gonna take us to the promised land though. And so when the time yeah. came to call his number, it was like, yeah, we gonna go with him. <laughs> we and that's no knock <laughs> on you, but we finna go yes. with him because because you, you good, but he great. He got some greatness in him, and, and and so I think I think Andy did, man. Andy Andy saw this. Uh, Just speaking about competitors, man, (laughs) this is a little sick, demented joke in my head, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this. You know, people talk about competitors. We just named Patrick Mahomes. We talked about Kobe, the ultimate competitor he was. And I'm going to go off the grid, and I want to be a competitor of a crackhead because a crackhead (laughs) – Ain't nothing going to stop him from that rock. Dude, ain't 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 nothing going to stop him from that rock. No, brother. I'm telling you, you need to give crackheads go- the goblin bands, bro. Yeah, you t- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> By any means necessary, they going to get it. Whether they got to steal, kill, cheat. Hey. Uh, now, I'm not condoning stealing and cheating. Big Drake, I think can- I think you need to use that this spring. I think you need to use this spring. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, Drake, everybody going to look at you like you crazy. But let me mm-hmm. let me give you some insight, brother. How Come many on, of them cats you just recruited know about the mentality of crackheads? They, they didn't see them. Well, yeah, they right. done so seen them, handy. 
Some they know. Served them. That's right. They done seen them. They done served them. Some of them, they mama, they daddy. It's there. Brother, you need to tell your line. When they say, look for the, what's the big, big Drake, what are we laying out? Coach Drake, what are we doing this year? What's going to be the mantra for? I want to fight like a crackhead. Yes. <laughs> I want to get the heart of a crackhead. Have the heart of a crackhead. <laughs> what does he mean? Don't let nothing keep you from the rock. <laughs> Yeah, so a crackhead will, will jump in a burning building. They'll go through brick walls. They'll, they'll, they'll lay their life on the line for <laughs> For the rock. You don't let nothing keep you from the rock. Yeah, don't you let yeah, keep yes. that rock now. Oh, this, this here and, is and, my... that, and that's how we're going to create turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing that up in the staff meeting. Hey, how are we going to create turnovers? We're going to talk about crackheads. <laughs> Crackheads is going to be having a, having a crackhead mentality. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I know everybody now want to be the mama mentality. I want to have a crackhead mentality. Crackhead, baby. <laughs> do it for the rock. Big <laughs> we talk about what's holding us back from ESPN. This is it. This is what's <laughs> But I bet every listener can, can think of a crackhead. Dude, crackheads are relentless. I, I, I talk about relentlessness all the time. Oh, my God. I talk about doing whatever it takes. Oh. The never give up attitude. <laughs> never take Those no for an answer. Those are all attributes that crackheads hold. Never take no for an answer. I'm going to start recruiting crackheads. And watch. We're we going to win this national. We're going to win this natty. Full of crackheads, baby. Oh, Lord. As long as you keep them getting drug tested, you should be straight. But well, I'm gonna I'm take the football and just sprinkle a little crack on the football. So, hey, hey, you remember? You want the fix? Go get that rock. Have you ever heard that one uh, Ricky Smiley um, prank phone call where he's talking like the old lady from the church and he calls down to the bakery and he said he's over a drug rehabilitation program. And so he was wondering they got some of the little powder donuts and if they could sprinkle a little cocaine on them. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, yeah, I'm just about an eight ball worth. I can bring it to you. <laughs> and that dude said, man, no, we don't, we don't do that. I just a little bit. It'll, it'll blend into the powder already. It's, <laughs> we trying to wean them off slowly. And I just, we got a dinner coming up. Man, that is the funniest junk in the world. What's her name? <laughs> Sister um, Bernice Jenkins. She do the church in the Bernice, Bernice Jenkins. That's it. Bernice Jenkins. That is hilarious. He said he wanted to buy some of the white donuts and sprinkle a little cocaine on them. He said just buy the eight hey. ball. <laughs> I'm with it. Cause I mean, if, it, no. if it's gonna generate turnovers, I'm with it. <laughs> he asked him. He said, "Do you need me to buy the eight ball, or you gonna get it?" That what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can break it down there. <laughs> It'll get messed up if they called the wrong base and they be like, "Well, I'm gonna get it, but you know that's gonna be an upcharge." <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, man, we got you. Uh, can you pick them up after hours, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My boss don't like that. Oh, when you man. get here, ask for D Rock. Don't, don't ask for me. Ask for D Rock, and D Rock gonna get you. Oh right. my God, that's crazy! All right, man, I gotta touch real quick because we gotta hit some actually relevant this week's sports. So we wanna, yeah. I want to talk about the fight in the XFL, but. Gail King also uh, caught flack uh, from from Snoop Dogg and many others uh, of her mm-hmm. line of questioning on the Lisa Leslie about, um, and she brought up her question. The excerpt they pulled out was her asking Lisa Leslie about Kobe's complex legacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lisa, I thought Lisa did a great job holding for it. It was like, hey, I ain't never see that. 
you know, well, hey, I just ain't thinking about it like that or whatever. And and people were giving Gail Flack not necessarily well, they gave him Flack for asking a question, but also mm-hmm. for kind of pushing the question because she just kept saying, "What do you think?" As a friend, you wouldn't have seen it, and then you think you know you overlooked it, blah 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. So so and now again, I appreciate. Let me let me give Snoop props. I appreciate mm-hmm. Snoop coming back and apologizing for calling her out her name because that was mm-hmm. wrong. She didn't deserve to be called out her name. No woman ever deserves mm-hmm. to be called out her name. So I appreciate Snoop having the, the testicular fortitude to come back and say, hey, I should have never called this black woman out of her name. That that yeah. that was emotions and all that stuff. <clears throat> but I'm a, I agree with the hostility because even to Lisa's point, y'all had you know, 17, 18 years while this man was alive to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And y'all did. And so I, I did, I felt like too, only two weeks after, I felt like those wounds are really, really fresh uh, to, to come bringing that out. And I know somebody, some people are going to disagree. And I'm, I'm, I'm for most, uh, I, I'm, I, this is not to me a bash on the Me Too movement or any of the other mm-hmm. um, abuses that, that women have, have been subjected to at the hands mm-hmm. of men. Um, but, but I think in this, isol- this incident, this isolated incident right here is the only incident I'm talking about is this one, this one right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just kind of felt like Gail was, uh, and then like I said, I'm starting to really kind of struggle. I struggle with the rest of her people of starting to wonder, but like, I right, is Gail and Oprah when she did, she had back doing the, the Russell Simmons thing, even though again, Russell, I'm not, not, def- not saying that the women shouldn't have their voice, uh, and, and that the truth shouldn't come out, but th- does Oprah have to be the one to get the truth out? Gail, did you have to be the one to ask that question? Like, like let somebody else do that interview. If they were hell bent on that question being asked, let somebody else ask the question. Well, I'm, 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 you know, I'm all, I'm different about everything. I'm I know. different. <laughs> I'm different. I just, first of all, I just think you can ask any question you want to ask. I don't have to engage you. I ain't got to indulge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now I'm, I, I don't agree with the pushing and and the. The entice, you know, but she has every right to ask whatever question that she wants to ask. And furthermore, because when it happened, um, I think I was home at the time and I was taking the, I had just dropped the boys off. So I turned to the Breakfast Club and we listened to Charlemagne and, and Angela Yee and DJ Envy had a different view from Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And I actually agreed with Charlemagne and they were like, well, he's dead, you know, it doesn't matter. And whether it's wrong or right, a taste, uh, you know, tasteless. Poor taste, yeah. Whatever, yeah, poor. But mm. I mean, and he has family and kids, and I get all that. But Gail King is in the business of asking questions, so she asked the question, and like it doesn't matter no more. He's dead, and this and that. But it's it it still is a part of, of who he was. Whether he got found guilty, not guilty, it was a sham or whatever. Because okay, let's look at. People think as Bill Clinton is one of the greatest presidents ever, right? Right. But what also comes along with Bill Clinton? Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Can't have Bill now, without, you know, a little. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 part of it. Now, 
the Kobe thing, it it happened. When I'm saying it happened, I'm not saying the that case, she did get raped. She, I the mean, situation that, 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 occurred. The situation occurred. He had to go to court and this whole thing come up and he got paid off and whatever the case may be. But but that did happen. It, it's not like it's not like it's not, something that may have. It, it's not rumors well, or innuendos. <laughs> yeah, it's not something that she was asking about that nobody knew about and it was breaking news. Right. Like, well, what about Quasi Drake eating them double whoppers yesterday? Quasi Drake didn't eat no double whoppers yesterday. <laughs> okay, not not a big old story. But and we can recall back in 2015, we all know Quasi may have eaten double whoppers. He had to actually go to court for eating them double whoppers. So what's your take on that? It's different. Right. And and, and that's my, my view. Because in in his family and his wife and all that, I mean, a dead person doesn't have a right to privacy. I would deal with that all the time investigating cases and like, well, I don't want to say nothing because, you know, like, they did. I need to know. <laughs> I, need, I need to know so I can help solve this case. I don't care what they did. <laughs> so, in, in respect for him, because in, in, we talked about this the last time we taped, I wish I had seen more of the greatness off the court that Kobe had and, and Kobe endured and shared his loving and affection. Yes, yeah. uh, affectionate, the way he had with other people. And it's sad that somebody from my background, meaning, you know, I, I'm not from L.A., I'm I'm not really a just jump off the dive basketball fan like I am for football, of course. But it was it was refreshing to hear all these great stories that he had. But that one negative story is a part of his life. I agree. I I was torn because I'm with you. I think she had a right. Um, I, I here is and somebody I saw a young lady on Instagram, and this put great perspective for me of what my issue with Gail and and Oprah to an extent mm-hmm. was. And mm-hmm. she said, "Here here's the background of the pain of Gail's question, though." She's like, for years, we have been, she said, the background of some of the pain is still Emmett Till. It's still a black boy was killed for saying Mm -hmm. they touched a white girl. Mm -hmm. It's still the countless lynchings that were done for saying they touched a white girl. She's like, so Mm -hmm. in our two cultures, two different cultures there, even during the trial stuff, don't forget that here's where the background of the pain still comes from as black mothers, black fathers, all this stuff is still here. You just again, lynching a black person for supposedly mm-hmm. touching a white mm-hmm. girl. And that, mm-hmm. that, that made sense to me. And, and that's what kind of brought me back to, but Gail, did you have to ask the question? I know that's what your business is, but did mm-hmm. you, they, you're the only black person anchored out. So there's a whole lot yeah. of other ones that could have asked that question. Did you, why come Katie Couric can ask that question? Did you have to be the one to ask the question? And the same with Oprah. Okay, I know Oprah, you know, I know who you are, but did you have to back the project that released the stuff about Russell? Like, it got released anyway. It already had traction. Did you have to be the one to put the money behind it? I don't know about that. Can you bring me up to speed on that? So, so... She finally back. So a documentary came out at the Sundance. You know, that's a big kind of independent film um, 
Festival mm -hmm. about two mm -hmm. months ago. Uh, a documentary came out about Russell Simmons and these 12 to 14 women that have alleged he, he either raped or um, sexually abused or whatever hit them. And Ooh. up to like a month, okay. a month before uh, that. Uh, uh, I think and I, I could be wrong, but I think the very first time you said it, you said Russell Wilson. No, Russell Simmons. Really. That's why I was really like, nah, yeah, just like, oh, oh yeah, whoa, yeah, no, whoa. no, 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 no. Russell, okay, Russell, okay. Russell, <laughs> living his best life. He got Sierra bigged up. He doing That's good. Like, no, oh, really? no, no, okay. not Russell. Other Russell, yeah, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, and so a month before they, you know, uh, Oprah had signed up as an executive producer on it. It was kind mm -hmm. of putting her back, and then like a month before the Sundance, she all of a sudden pulled out. She says it was because. It wasn't, she didn't feel like the project was ready. They were greenlighting it too fast. It needed more time. And she was like, mm -hmm. I didn't get no pressure from Russell and I didn't do this for Russell. So he better not count that as a victory. And and, and it really can't, it, it seemed like the time of her backing out came when it kind of hit the public that, oh, FYI, Oprah is backing this. And so a lot of black folks kind of got, got kind of up and heated about it. And so, so again, I, I kind of, me and my wife, you know, had that conversation. I'm like, I, I'm cool with the story because Oprah say, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I, I believe all the women. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm cool with that and all. But but did you have to be the one to to back the story? That's mm -hmm. it. Just just knowing our and that's not to give us a free pass. That's not the because I ain't trying to though. It, like, but see, like that's the problem I have. So we just talked about being honest. Yeah, and we talked about being honest. So. As as a, as a black culture, can can we not be honest with ourselves? And and if I'm really your friend, I'm not saying Oprah and, and, and Russell are friends, but if you're doing some stuff you ain't got no business doing, can I not call you out on it? Because, so, because, so I'm not supposed to call you out on it because we're both black. No, you're no, you're absolutely no, you're absolutely supposed to call me out. Am I supposed to mm -hmm. green light? And am I supposed to am I supposed to uh, kill you though? Am I supposed to no, shoot no. you out? Cause see, it's different than calling you out and and, mm -hmm. and pointing you out. Because I can call you out by calling you and say, "Big Drake, hey, I just heard this man. Let's talk. Is this true? What? Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, bro, that's not that's not how. Or or me calling Eric and saying, "Hey, I just heard this about Big Drake. He know that ain't right. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can call you out and hold you accountable mm -hmm. without without sacrificing you. So what if what if let's just say Oprah has done that? And and Russell is denying everything, but evidence shows that it's true. Like okay, like Bill Cosby, and everybody loved Bill Cosby, and he's he's America's father, especially in the black community. It's the first black show where you had a doctor and a lawyer, and they raised yep. kids. And but Bill Cosby was wrong, man. He was. He was sick. <laughs> he, he wrong. He was sick. So so. And hey, so FYI, I'm, Bill Cosby I'm, I'm, was tweeting about Oprah and Gail from the prison. Continue. Who, 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 who was he saying? Who was he saying? <laughs> he was tweeting like, yeah, when Snoop said that about Gail, he's like, yeah, it's about time y'all stood up for some of us because they that's like they locked me up for this bull crap. Everybody <laughs> jumping on the black man trying to tear us down. Jello pudding pops for everybody and he out. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby was tweeting from prison. I don't. Again, Big Drake, I'm not going to even get to the fact that I thought he was blind. Because in the case, he was blind. How did he see the phone to tweet 160 characters if he blind? 
I digress. Hey, Corey do something to you. I, I digress. <laughs> Have you seen how um, Weinstein? How, yeah, how people, Weinstein can't even walk. Can't even walk. Oh, he on a, like, he, he scoot along. He, he, like he about to die any moment. Now. <laughs> like two years ago, he was the number one movie producer <laughs> in the world. And now, he all fragile. Now he on a boy. now he on a hover along with one of them uh them, yeah. them alert bracelet bracelets. If I yeah. fall, I'm falling, I can't get out. <laughs> Yeah, boy, that, that court case, that stress to do something to you, boy. Court bring you to your knees, brother. So, hey, boy. But, but, okay. So, but that, back, that, that, but, that. so, so, I mean, but, but so it, it, it's okay. I'm not going to say it's okay, but, but see, we, we expect white people to call us out, right? That, and that's my point. It's, we're never going to get the pass. It ain't like we ever going to get away with it. We ain't never going to get away with it. Mm-hmm. So, so if we, I mean, we ain't gonna get away. Cause here, so here's my challenge with Gail and Oprah. I'm gonna put them two on blast. Here's my challenge with Gail and Oprah. So mm-hmm. you got numerous pictures out there with Gail all hugged up up under Weinstein and Epstein, right? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. many documentaries you you greenlighting to get uh, about the truth or behind them? Mm-hmm. Because truth has been told. It's been history has shown they'll get away. Yeah. Truth has been proven. We'll never get away. We'll never. OJ is celebrated because he is the only black dude ever to get away with it. And I don't so care they, what they, the they it end is. Getting them, they, 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 they end they, up getting they them. They end up getting him. But but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I, I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not highlighting or exemplifying wrong behavior. Yeah. But he is the only person, you know, and when every black person was like, yeah, he got out. Did he do it? Yeah, probably did. <laughs> but y'all couldn't prove it. Yeah, he, did, he, did he did it. But y'all couldn't he prove did, it. It's the first that. time ever y'all hadn't trumped up enough to prove it to get us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And, and, and I think in the black culture, it was I'll take a win even for a loser because I took so many L's for winners. Y'all took so many people out that didn't deserve yeah. it. I'll take. Yeah. I'll even take OJ's W right now. He ain't one of us. We understand that. But I'll take that W right now because of all the people you got that should have never got. And that's that in and of itself was my issue with Russell. And again, hearing the stories and seeing how many women, I think Russell is just like Epstein and Bill Cosby and all love. Throw them cats up under the jail. Never let them out. I'm good with it. Y'all did it. Mm-hmm. Y'all monsters. You did it. I'm good with it. Ain't that many people lying on you, Russell. Ain't that many different accounts, Bill. 42 but, but, plus but, but, women see, ain't lying to you. But, but, but we can't do that, Kingpin, because that's just how I would feel when I would go into the hood and get called to Uncle Tom because I'm a cop. So I'm wrong yeah. for doing my job. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not creating anything. I'm not embellishing anything. And you know me, like I, I said many times, probably just as well of, of, as my wife do. Yeah. You know, I ain't no nasty dude. Yeah. I, you know, so so all black cops are Uncle Toms because we're doing a job. We're doing the white man's job. Well, why does it have to be the white man's job to correct us? Why we can't police ourselves? And hold ourselves accountable, and just call our wrongdoing, no matter what color the person is. Well, I think we gotta like, get away from. At, at least do it for everybody the same, though. <laughs> That's my problem. But yeah, you yeah. go to the hood and the trailer park and arrest them. And yeah, Oprah yeah, yeah. ain't writing yeah. about, ain't greenlighting nothing about Weinstein. Why ain't you greenlighting oh. about Weinstein too? If you gonna do Russell, Harvey came out before Russell. 
Yeah. Green light the project on him first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I guess that that that's what and then she came all on Good Morning America talking about, oh, Gail is devastated. Oh, she can't sleep. She getting death threats. And somebody said Vanessa's devastated as well. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now, now what? Now yeah. Vanessa hadn't slept since the day of the accident. Now what? Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I I don't know, man. It, it became touchy. I could I could feel both sides. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little deeply. I think it was a little deeper for the African American culture. Is because again, I believe through history, we've had so many people wrongly accused mm-hmm. that even when you take the bad guys out, and I think that's I think that's what the struggle is with cops too, you know, mm-hmm. and trusting cops. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I really do. I don't want no bad guys around me. If you're selling dope or whatever, you're in the wrong, you need to pay for your crime, I'd rather, you know, get rid of all the bad. But golly, it's tough, man, because so many times they came into our communities with the ill intentions that weren't for the right mm-hmm. intentions. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. many people yes. paid for with ill intentions. It's tough to see that you can be good as well. I agree, and, and and that's what we have to do as human beings. We and, and you and I have spoken offline about the conviction rate against cops that have killed innocent black people. That's right. Ninety-nine percent acquittal. It's, it's, acquittal. It's, yes, it's non-existent. The conviction rate is non-existent. The only one got yeah. convicted recently is the one that shot him in his own house, and they they yes. tried everything they could not to get him, make him look like a monster. Correct. <laughs> So, but but is it right to condemn every white cop? Nope. Because I, I know a couple weeks ago, it was a, a guy who ran him into the police station just started shooting. Yeah. I mean, is, is, is that the answer? That, no. that can't be the answer because... Like in and, Dallas and when the, the dudes start picking off the cops. I, yeah. That was sad still that, to that, see, man. You you killing people. That's, that, that, that's not the answer. That's right. And, and, and I believe... So, Gail... And Oprah, they have every right to ask any question they want to ask and to greenlight any project they want to greenlight. With the thing with Kobe, I just think the timing. You know how earlier I talked about be honest with people, but make yeah. sure it's the right space, yeah. it's the right situation. You know, and, and I agree, she did have Hyvin Long to, to do an interview with him and ask him, but he, he already did interviews and he already talked about that and already went to trial or the girl got paid off, whatever the case may be. I just think the timing was poor. If if the you know the the edge of his recent passing had been a couple months, and then the interview, and I and I know, I mean that, that's probably not going to happen because she was interviewing his best friend, and and bam, the question came out. But I don't think we should condemn people for essentially doing their job. And, and that's, to me, that's really good journalism because good journalism, you don't agree with everything. You ever watch, you know, uh, to me, a really good actor is when you can watch something and you're like, oh, I can't stand that person. <laughs> but that's that's not who, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they're portraying a character. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, people who are small-minded, they see that person out in public, well, I can't stand. Like, man, that, that's not who they really are in real life. Like, they acting. Well, I mean, Big Drake, you can call me small-minded all you want to, but when I saw Victor Newman, I thought that was really Victor Newman. <laughs> And I, I cut up like as if it was Victor Newman. And I yelled out, hey, Victor. <laughs> like a little girl. Yes, that was Victor Newman. I don't even know that man's real name. 
Uh, Pierce, Pierce, whatever it is. I don't know that. His name Victor Newman. That's Victor Newman. When he died, it'd be Victor Newman. And I go to the funeral of Victor Newman. I don't know about this other dude. I don't know who that dude is. Pierce Bergman. I don't know who that is. I go to Victor Newman's funeral. I fly to California for Victor Newman's funeral. Now, this other dude y'all trying to bear, I don't know who this person y'all talking about. <laughs> for the listeners that don't know, had been was for a long time. I'm a diehard younger than wrestlers fan. <laughs> yeah, diehard, die so diehard. He had me watching that one. Time. I, was, I had you hooked. Hey, we, 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 well, we was in that thing hard. <laughs> oh, that was a good old day, boy. That was a good old day. That was a good old day. Phyllis and all of them. that was a good old day. But I agree. She they did. She does have the right to ask any question. Like I said, I think the rub for me was, to your point, timing, uh, but more importantly, but did you have to be the one to ask that question? Um, mm-hmm. and, and because, again, you're, you're right. You know, and you, like I said, your paid job, you can't turn down going and taking somebody in. You, you don't have yeah. the luxury of that. Your job doesn't allow you to be able to do that. And her job may not may not either. They may be able to say, Gail, you take this interview and ask this question, or we'll holler at you, kick rocks. I, I don't yeah, know. Or, or we'll let somebody else holler. Yeah. See, and she's going to take your seat on the news tonight. So just FYI. See, I, I think the hurtful thing for us is, is, is black people, we expect it out of them. Yes, we don't expect you know, it out we, of them. We, we want we you to expect, protect us. Yes. And, 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 that's not right either. You know what I mean? I know. Right. I know. I know. But, <laughs> I, but I tell you again, as I said before, it's, I think it's, it's the history though. It's, but Gail, yes. you know what, you know how they did Emmett. You know yes, how they did yes. such and such. So why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that may not yeah. be right to put all that pressure on her. It may not be yeah, right to put yeah. all that pressure on her. Oprah, yeah. uh, Oprah don't get the same pass for me. The the whole, the, the Russell Simmons one, Oprah, I'm, I, Oprah don't get the pass for me on that one, because mm-hmm. Oprah's yeah. money is so long. Oprah could do what nobody tells her, because she said it when she said she back. I said nobody tells me what to do. So by the same yeah. token, you had to take it. You had to take that. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. again, that that story gonna come out because all the women was white. That story gonna come out. <laughs> There's no way that story ain't coming out. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't seen you mm-hmm. yet. I ain't seen nobody yet do something on on Weinstein. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's coming. It, it got to be. Mm. You would think. You would think. It got to be. They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna prove out that they killed Epstein. <laughs> Maybe they they waiting to see if he get convicted. I don't know. <laughs> but all the details get released. I don't know. That's that's, that's sick. I, I know. Um, I guess his best friend or a real close friend was testifying or something, and the the defense called him. This was a, a defense witness because it was. <laughs> Supposed to help. Friend and, yeah, and then it, it ended up biting him in the bullet, biting him <laughs> in the ass. Because a question, I, I can't remember what question was asked, but the response was, if that was my daughter, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably oh, did that. If it was my daughter, I killed him. Right yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, no, don't further question. Stop. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, like yeah. motion, uh, strike from the from the testimony. Sir, yeah. that's your witness. You asked the question. Yes, oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, I can't strike it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so and then he they, they asked him something. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I always told him he needed to get help because he was sick." Oh god, yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> hey, help him. Hey, help him. 
So, Big Drake, two last things. I think both of us have been impressed with the XFL and the quality of yeah, football man. that they yes, put on the yes. field. Um, I, I've watched several games. I think, uh, uh, was it, it was that kid, cat's name, uh, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker mm-hmm. stood. Houston's quarterback. What's his name? Stood, too. Um, Cardale 12 Jones. Gauge. Yeah. Cardale Jones. Yep. That dude playing, man. He is balling out. Uh, hey, here's the here's fun fact. P.J. Walker was the fourth string quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. They decided to cut him, and uh, wow. <laughs> uh, and that was before Luck decided to retire. You think they want P.J. Walker back right now? The way he's balling, they probably did. Probably they do. Probably did not. And in Brissett, I don't know. I mean, he he show flashes, then he don't show flashes. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with Brissett. Yeah, but I think I, I mean it's first year full starter. Yes, I think yes. I think the pressure this. I don't know. Is this next season gonna show his fortitude, his mental fortitude, though? Yes. Because yes. I think last season was a wash. He was like, "Hey, there's no hope. No matter what I do, it's not gonna be good enough." Like, because y'all got hit with other this than retirement. Going to the Super Bowl. Let, let, yeah. Other than me winning the Super Bowl, nothing I can do gonna be enough. So yeah. I think this year, what uh, this year really will show uh, what what he's he's able to do. Uh, but I know yeah. they wish they had with. Uh, with the success of P.J. Walker, I, I'm sure they wish – with the success of Lamar Jackson, I bet they wish they had P.J. Walker back in the fold right now. Well, I think what Lamar has done is, is going to keep a lot of young black kids at quarterback. They're not going to be moved to free safety. They're not going to be moved to running back. They're not going to be moved to wide out. They're not going to be moved to the slot. They're going to allow him to play quarterback. I agree. I agree. And I, I'm grateful for, for uh, how he's advancing the game in that, in that, in that area as well. Yes. Um, yes. It, and I did see um, – I read a story that said uh, right before – I want to say it was the – it wasn't the Steelers. It was one of these playoffs. It must have been – it was the Steelers. They tried to bring P.J. Walker in uh, for mm-hmm. a one-week contract right before they played the Ravens so that he could mm-hmm. mimic Lamar Jackson. And uh, oh, wow. and, and, and the XFL, uh, I don't know if they met with his agent or not, but they, they didn't release him to go do that. It's like no, we're not gonna let you get him just to y'all. Y'all had an opportunity been in in y'all systems for the grip. Now y'all just want to bring yeah. him in to look like another quarterback. No, nah, they no, nah, we yeah. good. We gonna pass. Yeah, <laughs> tune in. Yeah. Uh, tune in in February, and y'all will see PJ yeah. Walker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Oliver yeah. Luck knew what he had in there. Um, so yeah. no, I've been impressed with the quality of football. We said this from the offset that if it's good football, it should be straight. And I feel like yeah. it has been pretty solid football. I agree. I agree. And, and the thing that's going to help it is they got fans at the game. Yes. People are actually showing up. Three weeks in, people yeah. still showing up. Because and, people like football. People yeah. love football. It's got to be good football. And it can't be gimmicky. Yeah. And I love some of the new things. I like. I love hearing the play calls. I do, too. I like that. <laughs> I, I like the I like, I like the, the refs. kickoff. I like the referee hearing the refs conversation because yes. you get to hear the thought process that goes into making that call. Yes, and you're yes. even if you agree or disagree, at least you, you, it's to the point of like I still disagree. I think that's a catch, but I understand why you made the call that you did. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It's good. Now the one thing I, I like it, but so I can't remember which team you coach, but it's a, it's a black head coach. Pepe, and you know, is it Pepe Hamilton. Uh, Pepe. No, not no, no, it's not him. Because I know him. It's another guy. But they they do the the interview on the you know the headset with the coach. They only last a couple seconds. But of course his team not doing too well. 
This sucker is sitting down on the bench with his arms laid up against the back of the, 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 the bench. And I'm like, that's, that doesn't look good as far as you being the, the head coach. And you, because the other coaches that get interviewed, they still, you know, they're walking up and down the sidelines. They, and they're trying to do the interview because I'm pretty sure it's in their contract and they have to be kind and, and be responsive to everything. So he's literally just sitting on the bench with his arms spread. It, it looks like he gave up. Like, we getting our tails whooped. I'm whatever, dog. And I'm like, is that and, Win- and of course he's a, Winston he's a Moss? black head coach. Winston Moss? That might be it. Yeah, it's that all two blacks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, come on, dog. And and see, this goes back, and I'm going to share something else with y'all. I, mean, I hope I don't get myself in trouble. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm just going to say I had a conversation with a white coach. And the, the, the topic came up about more black head coaches in the NFL, NCAA, wherever, just more black head coaches. And he made this comment, of course, you know, I, 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 you, you know me, Kingpin, I'm going to yeah. be honest. And even, even when I'm respectful, I'm going to be honest, but you, you, you get my drift. You know That's what I mean? Right, right. So he says something like, well, the problem is the black coaches that they hired, they messed it up for everybody. And of course, I'm like, excuse me? He said, yeah, I mean, the, the ones that they hired, they just messed it up for everybody. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me they haven't had white coaches that so-called messed it up, but then they get a job two weeks later? He's like, that's true. I said, see, that's the problem. Black coaches, and along with black people in every other aspect of life, we get grouped. We don't get just individually on individual merits and individual talents. We get grouped. So if one black head coach messes I ain't going to say messes it up, but doesn't do well, then, okay, that's all black head coaches. You can't hire a black head coach, so they're going to do what this guy did. Unlike our white counterparts, they can go 0-12, 0-11, and then get fired, and then get an NFL job after yeah. being fired from college. <laughs> Become an NFL head coach. Just yes, saying. yes. I said, so I'm pretty sure there have been plenty of white coaches that has, quote-unquote, messed it up for y'all, but y'all keep getting jobs, don't you? And of course, he studied and really didn't have nothing to say. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the benefit of the doubt piece. Why, why, why we got to get grouped? Why can't that one coach, whether he's black or white, he didn't do whatever he needed to do. And, and let's be honest, when, when a black head coach gets hired, he's always not given all the resources to be successful either. Exactly. <laughs> that's the big, that's the yeah, big stigma that, right there. Yeah. That was the end of that conversation. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, yeah oh, uh, I'm getting a phone call. I need to go. Uh, yeah. Man, be good talk, yeah. D. Quasey. Uh, yeah, I'm into that conversation. <laughs> nah, yeah, so I, I agree. I, but I, like I said, I have appreciated being able to kind of hear in and listen in. Uh, but I, I'm with you, though. Uh, I, I, I hope most of these guys parlay this uh, in, into successful uh, shots. I, I know Pep, Pepe Hamilton, I think he's been, I think he was up in, in uh, CFL coaching uh for a while he was with uh he been with john harbaugh that's that's kind of john harbaugh's guy so he he was with the four well he he, he was, was 49ers was stanford. Coach, yeah well he was at stanford then yep. he went to the 49ers then he went to michigan so he, he been his dude for a while yeah yeah okay indianapolis coach cleveland browns he was at michigan the last two years and then like i said now he's been there okay mm-hmm yeah, so I, I I've appreciated seeing seeing them and like I say some of these some of these cats. Curtis Ar- Ar- Artis Payne got a chance to ball out last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I think last week we saw uh, the return of um, 
uh, Landry, I think, uh, came in last week. I uh, got a chance to, to play some quarterback. So, um, and, and in some yeah, cases, yeah. it suck. <laughs> you must say there are some players that suck in the NFL and they suck now. Yeah. And one, one of our own, Sammy Coates. Oh, man. Sammy Coates still can't catch. Sammy just fast. Sammy just fast. That's it. You you he, had to duct tape. He didn't run track. Why don't yeah. you just run track? You yeah, ain't got to catch. Nah. Don't put him in no relays because he'll nah. drop the baton too. Yeah. You know, let him just run. Hey, dog, just run straight. Hey, go go fast. Go deep. Do. Go deep. Yeah, man. Sammy. <laughs> I don't know if they hit Sammy in the back of the helmet if he <laughs> hit Sammy in the <laughs> face mask. It still ain't going to catch it, man. He cannot catch. Nah, man. He and we the, the, some some players in the XFL, you see, here's why you're in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is why you and, and because the talent level is pretty doggone good in XFL, you ain't gonna be here too much. Nah, long. you ain't. No, no. <laughs> we thought you were a, a core player. We were wrong. <laughs> yeah, we were wrong. Yeah, but it's a good league, and I, I think it's gonna be successful because they're not going off the basis of gimmicks. It, it, it's 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 a league, uh, I guess, copycatted after the NFL with its own different sets of rules and intricacies that makes it unique. That's right. Yeah. And and, and they're comfortable. They're staying in their lane, and their lane That's is quality it. football. Yeah, stay in your lane, dog. Yeah. Stay just, in just your do lane. You, do you. Hey, last thing, man, before we get out of here, I know we done went two hours strong for them. Um, last night, uh, so it is Sunday. Last night, uh, uh, the bronze bomber got bombed. Uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. Did you watch the fight? No, I did not, man. I tried to find okay. it on on a couple of outlets. I just refused to pay eighty dollars. Uh, my oldest tried to convince me to go half in with him on it, and I was like, "Dude, you won't even stay up to watch it." Let's be real. And I was he like, got, no. "He ain't got enough money to go half in with you." That's what I'm saying. You still owe me half on a whole lot of other stuff. No, we good. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> and he been on that sleep. Uh, and so uh, mm-hmm. looks like Tyson Fury. Uh, TKO, uh, the bronze bomb. I did see a lot of clips, and uh, sound like he pretty much he beat that tail for him, bro. Like all yeah, seven yeah. rounds, like he beat that tail for him. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I wish I could have saw it. And Jeff knows money; he had it. And of course, I'm in Mississippi because just financially, it made sense for me to to stay here this weekend. Yeah, because you was home all but, last week. But once I find out he had to fight, I'm like, Ooh, well, would it be wrong for me to drive up to Montgomery and back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how you would have kept that quiet so that uh, E-Bugs wouldn't have found out. Uh, that would have ended, uh, ended real bad. Could have ended real bad. I'd have been bad. in Mississippi for the rest of the yeah. Now This would been my permanent address. Now, here's what I considered doing, and I ain't think to call you. The, uh, the Regal Cinema here had it for $20. Oh really? Yeah, the Regal Cinema showed it last night. I'd have paid twenty. That's what I thought. I was like, I wouldn't. Did you have a theater anywhere close that you could have went and saw it at? I don't know. Yeah, we they got you know, movie theaters in Hattiesburg. Yeah, how far um, is Hattiesburg from y'all? Twenty minutes. Oh yeah, that's so. Like I said, the Regal here in Chattanooga had it. I think it was twenty dollars uh, to go watch, and I contemplated. My wife did tried to carry. She said, "You should to go see it." I'm like, I'll be sleeping. She, she don't- she don't want you out the house. Yeah, I've been sleeping, man. I've been sleeping, brother. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. It's it's tough. And I, even I stopped after a while of trying to find it last night because it was approaching mm-hmm. about 11 30, 11 45. I'm like, man, I'm sleeping. I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. Wow, the main fight didn't come on till LA. Oh, yeah, bro. Main fights now, they don't come on to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they got all those pre-fights. And yeah, all other stuff. I, I didn't think it was that late, bro. It was when I was still refreshing my phone to see the updates. 
the fight right before it was just ending at 11.45 when I went to bed. Wow. So you know ring interest everything. Yeah. It probably started by 12.15. Now, that, now again, I'm Eastern, so that been 11.15 your time, but that's still late, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was asleep. Yeah, that's so that's I just can't. Do you know, I go to sleep early. Anyway. Yeah, so I watched the Mayweather fight. I watched the the Mayweather McGregor. I watched the uh, Mayweather Pacquiao, and both of them fights didn't start to let. Again, I was on Eastern Standard Time, uh, but neither mm-hmm. one of those fights started before eleven thirty. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous now. I just don't remember that growing up. Growing up, I remember the Thomas Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray was it Hearns and Leonard. Well, even- yeah, even the Mike Tyson fights. Man, I mean, 7, 8, 9 o'clock. Yeah, midnight. Yeah. Dog, the undercard started at 9 o'clock. The oh. undercard started at 9 o'clock. And yeah. you had four well, fights on the undercard. Well, you got to think the day in Vegas, that's two, three hours behind. True. So, but again, yeah. to me, it's big time. I mean, it's it's the premier event. So whether it started yeah. at 7 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> So to me, it doesn't change to be able to do it at two o'clock. That just means you party and all. You get to party the night away. Yeah. So and, yeah. and the people gonna buy tickets. They gonna buy tickets regardless. It is on Saturday. Yeah. So that's I don't know. I struggle with that one, bro. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. if they pay per view sales are better or whatever. But uh, but yeah, the bronze bomber from Bama got knocked out. Um, he from Alabama. He yeah he from Tuscaloosa. I did not know that. Yeah, he is from Tuscaloosa, man. Uh, I tell you, he can't. I don't think he can read or write though. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you've ever heard him talk, I don't think you can read or write. There's a reason why he fights. <laughs> there's a reason. Oh there's a reason why he fights. I think he played ball in co- There's a reason why he fights. Yep. Yep. Mm. There's a reason why he fights. He can't. Nah, he ain't that. He can't put two syllables together too too tough. And it ain't because of the hits on the head because he's, he's had 41 knockouts out of 42 fights. So he ain't got punched a lot. So you can't even blame it on that. <laughs> no, he just ain't that smart. That's all that is. But but he does have a good heart. I'll say this for him. Uh, he has a kid with special needs, and mm-hmm. uh, and he said, I, I, I make fun, but he said, you know, the reason why he fought is he realized that there was nothing else he was gonna be able to do to be able to take care of his son, and so wow. so he yeah. that, so he does. He has a, he has a powerful he he all the other stuff. I, I understand it's show business. He he he's yeah. he's, he's bought in, um, but but so he he has a good heart, and and he fought the. The dude uh, that he fought last last time, uh, I can't think of his dude. He's like from, um, uh, he's from he's a, he's from one of the South American countries. Uh, they gave him a heck of a fight the first time, and second time, mm-hmm. Bronze Bomb knocked him out. But he said the reason why I gave him a fight again is that he has a special needs child, and I know how hard it is to get that money. Yeah, he said so. I know he needed one more big payday. And old buddy's like, yeah, you can give me one payday, but I'm gonna knock your tail out. And then he got knocked out. <laughs> I appreciate you, but I'm still coming to knock you out. And then nobody knocked you out. I, 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 think, I think, you know, there are genuine cases where fighters just really can't stand each other. Yeah, I do too. But for the most part, it's for the money. For show it to, is. to get it up. And people be so naive. Oh, they, they, man, they, yeah, when, when they get in the ring, it's, it's both guys are genuinely trying to win. But all that stuff before that, it's just to get more ratings and more people to purchase pay per view. I agree. They probably have meetings behind closed doors about, okay, now I'm gonna say this. Hey, don't now, punch me here. This, yeah, don't. <laughs> now this is just to get now. You Look. come back and we are gonna let it go. And I might go to ESPN and say, if you say it again, I'm gonna eat yeah. your children or something. Yeah, but that's let's right. Let's just get this money. Well, <laughs> I think that was true for everybody, but Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, Mike Tyson really meant I'm gonna. When he told Lennox Lewis, I'm gonna eat your children. <laughs> Big Drake, you missing the best part. He said, I want to eat your children. Praise be to Allah. 
That's as bad as AB wanting to watch uh, Kurt Franklin and 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 TD Jake. <laughs> we fall down, but we <laughs> what's that on my back? So <laughs> he said, "I want to eat your children." Praise be to Allah. But. <laughs> After that statement, I don't care if you want to call me a punk. I'm canceling this or, fight. I'm canceling. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm backing it. out of this fight. This man no is crazy. I'm backing out of this fight. I'm not I'm doing not fighting it. this I'm dude. Not doing Y'all crazy. You fighting. I'm not fighting this and, man. And, and, did Lennox Lewis ever fight Mike Tyson? Yeah, he did. He knocked him out. Okay. He got him. But it was late, oh, late yeah. in Tyson. He didn't catch him in the prime. But I wouldn't oh, have fought okay. him. I still wouldn't have fought him. Me neither. I'm good. Y'all can call me a runner all I want. I ain't fighting this dude. What Lennox Lewis doing now? Lennox Lewis commentating. Lennox Lewis retired yeah. and was like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I wonder, straight. Because I was wondering if Holyfield knocked that ass, accent off of him. Nah, he still be commentating <laughs> on the side, man. He was at okay. this fight, I think. I think they said all of them. Mike Tyson was at this fight, Lennox, and I think they said Holyfield, too, while sitting okay. ringside. Now, I will say this. So I talked about the bronze bomb and his story. I, I, I do, I do, I did appreciate. If bronze bomb had to lose to anybody, I do, I appreciate, I like Tyson Fury. Because I do too. I like I, I'll say this. He is a story of redemption as well, because yes. remember, this is a man who got stripped of boxing because of drugs and mental and his noted mental health issues. At one time, was well over four hundred pounds due to his mental, yeah. due to his alcoholism and mental health relapses, and he has he has fought his way back to the throne. And so yeah. uh, to Tyson Tyson Fury as well, brother, we salute you, Gypsy King. Uh, I. I didn't know how this fight was gonna go. This is one was a toss up. I did not. Yeah. I really didn't know who was gonna win, because mm -hmm. I, I, from what I saw in the first fight, I was like Tyson Fury is capable of beating him, because yeah. Tyson Fury was the be is a better fighter. <laughs> the Bronze Bomber just got the most. He just got the most dangerous hands in in, in all the sports, man. But if yeah. you can't, if you don't connect them, I'm like Fury is a better fighter all around. And, so how and, long do they usually take before they re air it on on? Regular it should air next regular. week. It's usually one week. Okay. It should be on HBO next week. HBO oh, Fox. I can't remember, remember which one it's now, on. What, wasn't it on um, ESPN Plus? Oh, you're right. Yeah, ain't no telling. They may not never show it. Because <laughs> I got ESPN Plus. Hopefully they'll shout Oh, to you got Robert ESPN Lincoln. Plus? Oh, I didn't know I that. Mean, I I don't have it. Okay, Somebody yeah, I understand. I got you. Yeah, shout you out got... to Robin Litton. Robin Litton, if you're listening, appreciate you, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, they should usually it's a week, and they'll re-air it in a week. Okay. When HBO and, and Showtime do it, they re-air it the next week that you okay. can watch it. Okay. So I was going to get on the fire stick and try to find it tonight. <laughs> well, if you find it, let your boy I'll know. I'll let your boy know. <laughs> Dick Drake, <laughs> any important words for the fam, man? <laughs> Yes, um, I had to do a little self-evaluating of myself, and I want to encourage everyone to just be the, the best versions of themselves. And my self-evaluation wasn't nothing that I per se was doing wrong, but it's something that I had stopped doing to, to I don't say to get along, I guess to, to be a part of the group. And what I'm saying is, there are some things in JUCO that I'm going to start doing because I want to prepare myself for other jobs. And I'm going to start doing these things. I, I did them before. I did them when I did uh, semi-pro. I did it when I did high school ball. And it's something simple. And I'll, I'll, I'll say there's nothing big elaborate. But on away games, I'm going to start wearing a suit. And Look the part. Yeah, I, I don't care if no other JUCO coach does it. 
That's what I'm going to do because I'm preparing myself. And everything I do is still to give God the glory. When I'm out there coaching and I'm excited and I'm animated and I'm jumping around and I'm having a good time, it's not to show up any other coach. It's because I'm giving God the glory. And this is a part of the gift that he's given me. And I'm going to use it to its full potential. So I remember my, my our first away game, I called my head coach and I said, hey, coach, I'm, I'm thinking about wearing a suit. Is that okay? He said, Dre, you can wear what you want to wear. But you know, ain't nobody going to see you. You know, it's, it's not this big thing that we do. I mean, we're going to drive there. By the time we get there, it's time to change, get the kids taped up and on the field and so on. But you're more than welcome to, to wear what you want to wear. And I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to feel like I was upstaging anybody. So I just wore what everybody else wore, you know, shorts, T-shirts, until it was time to change into our coaching attire. But I'm not going to do that no more. I'm not going to conform to being mediocre. And I'm not saying that these other coaches are being mediocre, but if God is preparing me and I'm preparing myself for other things that he has in store for me, and I'm still positioning myself to receive the gifts that he has waiting on me, I got to conduct myself in a certain manner. And it's not to knock nobody. It's not to, to pretend like I'm better than anybody else, but this is just something I'm going to do for me and for what he's preparing me for. And I encourage everyone out there, if there's something that you want to do, that the, the 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 norm is not doing. Now, if my head, if I'm wearing a suit and my head coach comes to me and asks me not to wear it, of course, I'm going to do what he asks me to do. He's yeah. the head coach. But if it's a situation where you can truly be the true best of yourselves and you still have the true essence of who you are, then do those things. Who cares if nobody else is doing them? Set yourself apart. Set yourself at a higher level. You set the bar. Don't become the standard. You set the standard. And that's what I'm going to do for myself. So I just encourage everybody else to do the same. So I had a young lady who's sitting in as a temp supervisor right now. And she was in a, we had a, a meeting on Friday where the corporate people came in to see about kind of the things that we're doing well or what we're doing on the site. And uh, mm -hmm. after the meeting, she said, she came in, she was last, she said, Prentice, I love you. She said, I love being in meetings with you, she said, because you're always you. And, and I told her, I said, hey, I don't, it doesn't matter to me how my, my peers do and what they do. I'm going mm -hmm. to lead like I know to lead. That's the only way mm -hmm. I know. I, I'm not going to do it, it no other, nobody else's way. That's not to yeah. upstage them. That's not to say that theirs is wrong or mine's is right. Mine's is mine. And this is the only yeah. thing I know. And when you said yeah. that, the only thing that leapt in my spirit was this. Perform at your level. Yeah. Perform at your level. That's not to say anybody else's level is higher or lower, but it's not your level. So what, sure. I, what I heard you say is, Big Drake, you're committing back to perform it at your level, the level that the Lord has called you into. You're committing yourself to performing back at your level. Go get it, boy. Yes, yes, <laughs> Go yes, get it, yes, boy. Sir. Yes, Go sir. get it, boy. Hey, man, y'all, fam, y'all know we love you. No matter what you're doing, no matter what place you're in, what you do for a living, no matter how you bring that bacon home, we encourage you right now that the word from the Made Men Radio Show this week is perform at your level. Don't look at somebody yes. else's level and grade how high, how how far away, or how close you are. Perform at your level, and everything that you're meant to have, it will come to pass. 
That's what I yes. think the Lord wants us all to know, man. Hey, fam, we love you, man. We promise you. Hey, we get to you. And when we miss, we give you an hour and 50, two hours and 15 minutes. That's how we do it. Break it up and listen to it over two yes, weeks sir. just in case we don't get a chance to make it next week. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take it. Ration it out. You can't listen to yes. it all that one day. Ration it out a little bit. But whatever you do, tell somebody about the show, man. Pass the word on because you know we're always here for you. We love you. And if there's anything, I, I know I speak for both of us, if there's anything either one of us could ever do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Whether you know yes. Us or not, we all we the yeah. same people. No matter where we are, hit us up, man. I promise you, I'll do everything I can for you, as long as don't take yes. no food out my my kid's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fam, we love you. We'll catch you on the flip side. We out of here. Peace. Undeserving, Undeserving. yet we worship, Uh, giving all the praise, just humble service, till sweat and tears, till no more fears, fears. singing the glory of the gospel out to every ear, ear. this life that resides in my tongue you took for your name to become a tool for your will to be done, it's crazy, see me as a son when I should be shunned, worth nothing, Lord I'm just dust, but you covered me by your blood, yeah. Covered me with grace yeah. and a love so unconditional it's got me on my face every day. Yeah, be the praise of the saints. Yeah, goes my praise every day. Uh. Stronger than any sin that I hold More precious than any silver and gold Told myself that my sin made me unworthy But truth is I'll never be perfect But Christ took the burden, took the lust of my eyes Of my pride of my heart Aches and all the flaws Nailed them to the cross Threw them to the ocean Showed me I was chosen Shifted all my focus till my eyes became open Tossed out my doubts Show me my way out See I once was lost Now your boy been found See true grace abounds And glory be to God And ain't no looking back like a pillar of that song me, I give my all, my all, despite my downfalls. Where many see me fail, only you see me only prevail. See me the bigger prevail. depression hits, the louder my praise Come gets. On, the bigger depression hits, the louder my praise gets. Come on.
I feel 